Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, this week, there is going to be a different in uh, this episode of Movie Time. See, Blake, he's not a fan of fantasy movies, so he was in no way going to go watch the new Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. And uh, so there's no way that we were going to be able to have a conversation and talk about it. Uh, that being said, he's also off this week, so he's not around. So instead of me just doing a solo episode by myself, I figured, you know what? There is certain episodes that we recorded that we never were able to publish because maybe there was a quick audible that was made. Something else came in and decided to publish something different. Maybe we suffered from some technical difficulties that prevented us from airing an episode or, you know, just allowing me more time to fix the episode that we recorded. Um, multiple multitude of reasons. So it kind of, you know, those things and those episodes have kind of become lost media. I feel like lost media is like the new buzzword on the Internet, especially on YouTube and all that. But uh, I decided to just clean up one of these episodes and put them out there. Uh, it's an episode that we actually recorded in February of this year, uh, right, like literally right before Valentine's Day. So you'll hear us talking about uh, Titanic celebrating their anniversary. Um, but the main topic of the episode was, you know, we were going to take the spirit of March Madness, uh, given that we are at the end of March, and um, kind of put all the Oscar award winning animated feature films head to head uh, in a tournament style bracket. We would judge each one of those matchups to come up with what is the ultimate uh, animated feature film that has won an Oscars uh, since the induction of that category a little over 20 years ago. Uh, so we had a lot of fun doing this episode. Um, obviously, it was done before this year's Oscars. So you won't be hearing Pinocchio uh, mentioned in this list. And uh, maybe we'll do this again in a year or two. Uh, so keep that in mind. But... I hope you all enjoy uh, this episode, this, uh, new, uh, I guess, recovered episode that uh, didn't air before. And if you did want to hear our thoughts about Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, well, that will never happen. But I did do a review about it, and it's on the channel right now. So make sure to check out the channel either on YouTube or also on your podcast platform of choice. Um, the audio version of the review is on there as well. So. You know what time it is. Just sit back, relax, grab your favorite snack. It's time for movie time. Coming at you right now. What's up, everybody? Another episode of movie time. That means it's a brand new week, so it's time for another brand new episode of movie time. You got myself, Renee, Loki Geek here, and my boy, Blake, the wolf. Blake, what's going on, my dude? Renee, I am feeling so animated. How I see what you're doing. are yeah. you? Uh, I am, I am. doing... <laughs> Great! I'm trying to be like the stop motion guy, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I'm looking forward to having this little game that we decided to do, kind of like in honor of the Oscars, especially the animated feature film category. And we're gonna have our own, and we're le going into March soon, 
So March Madness is going to be a big thing. Everyone's going to go nuts. All the offices are going to have their office pools and all that stuff like that. Everyone's waiting for what Barack Obama is going to pick as far as his winner of it all. So why not we do the same thing here, but with animated films? And there's a reason why I also chose this category too, and we'll go into that in a minute. But if you're brand new to this channel and you're just coming in for the very first time, welcome. What an episode to come in on because this is going to be kind of interesting. Yeah, playing a game. We're going to play a little game and we like to have a little fun with stuff. But uh, this is movie time. We are a weekly movie review podcast where two buds get together, talk about and bullshit about movies. If you like what you see and you want to see more of this, all you got to do is hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Hit that notification bell so you get notified anytime a new video is uploaded. To our audio listeners out there, we love you very deeply. If you're looking for an audio version of this episode, just type in Loki Geek on your podcast platform of choice where you can download this and many other episodes. And if it prompts you, leave a great rating. It's just good karma all around. So with that being said, we're not really going to talk about like movies that we've seen recently because um, I feel like you and I, without saying anything, we, we saw stuff, but we can't really say what we saw and all that. But there's a brand new movie that is released in theaters this week, and I'm not talking about Magic Mike. I'm talking about that new movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet called Titanic. Have you seen that movie yet? That Titanic finally came out? It's finally out. You know, this was James Cameron's like project baby that he's been keeping under wraps. At, you know, a- after the Avatar stuff is all done, he's like, I want to do a movie about the Titanic. And it's finally so it's a, out this week. It's a prequel to Avatar, even though it came out after because it's set. It's the water one, that's bef- but it's in the time before. It's, it's in our time, which is which is like in the past. But it's our it's time. OK. Yeah. It, I think it's how the Avatar people got the idea of knowing the way of water was through uh, the accidents of Titanic and stuff like that. And yeah, okay. very the way, fascinating. The, the 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 way of water, the 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 captain should have learned the way of the iceberg, or he did learn the way <laughs> of the iceberg. <laughs> Titanic, the way of the iceberg. Yeah. Okay. James Cameron's got a fetish. We get it. You're into water. Yeah. Dude. You're into water sports. You you like it wet. We get it. You're he, into that. He, okay. He loves it moist. He loves it moist. But true lies fountain scene. There's oh yeah too many. Yep. Okay. It, it's unbelievable. But it is Titanic's 25th anniversary. We are slowly approaching Valentine's Day, depending on when you watch this video or when you listen to this episode. So Titanic is definitely one of those well-beloved romantic movies uh, because of the romance between Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. A Kate Winslet that was very new at the time and kind of introduced the world to her, basically. Uh, Leo has already done some stuff here and there, but I think this also solidified him as being kind of a quote-unquote heartthrob amongst the eyes of many females at the time. Um, when this movie first came out, I remember watching it in Times Square. Um, do you remember, I don't know if you would remember this, but you know the Sony Theater that's in Times Square next to the Viacom building? Oh, yeah. Uh, that used to be a movie theater back in it. Now it's just like a concert hall. Now it's I just saw, a concert hall. I literally saw a different podcast record there a couple years oh, ago. Oh, are you seriously? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. It was a movie theater. Yeah, yeah it was a movie one theater back or... in the day. One screen movie theater. Yeah, one screen huh. movie theater. Okay. Huge, huge space. So you can imagine how big the theater was. 
I've seen such movies like Rush Hour 2 there, uh, The Crow City of Angels, which is not a movie I want to talk about, really, because uh, that movie was terrible. Oh, let's, get it. let's get into City of Angels. <laughs> We're doing this today, baby. No, <laughs> let's not. Oh, my gosh. Um, but wow, that is where I... Yeah, that's where I saw Titanic. And I was there with uh, someone I was dating at the time. I think I was 18 or so um, when that movie came out. And I was not really knowing what to expect with this movie. Everyone knows the story of the Titanic. Everyone knows that it's a tragedy. So I was one of those guys who's like, well, we already know what's going to happen. So I'm just waiting for that moment to happen. But then we got, you know, introduced to this romance story this romantic thing a story of kind of cross star-crossed lovers you know two people from different walks of life meeting on this magical boat form forming this romantic bond and then separating because as the titanic separated and split in two so did their <laughs> romance because they were separated by a floating board on the ocean uh <laughs> but my god did it made a huge impact in not only the hearts of women and men out there, but it made a huge impact on the movie industry because it became one of the top grossing films of all time for a very, very long time. Um, only in recent years has it finally been surpassed by other movies like Marvel movies or James Cameron's own movies. Uh, which is actually pretty hilarious that it's Cameron who beats his own movies in as far as uh, top grossing films and all right. that. But Blake, what were your fondest memories of Titanic, if if there are any? Uh, what do you remember of the movie? Does does the movie kind of hold up even today? Because I don't I don't even remember the last time I saw it, to be honest. So why it's a perfect Valentine's movie? Are you you got a Valentine? You want a, a romance? You got a romance. You got a yeah. Galentine anti-Valentine's Day party. You get to watch the dude die at the end. There you go. Everyone can go see this on Valentine's Day and be perfectly happy with, with how the movie goes. Um, would you like to imagine your uh, ex being drowned in a boat and essentially tortured, handcuffed, and then freeze to death? Perfect movie for you. Um, <laughs> I was a little too young when it came out. And also, okay. I had a, a bit of a strict background. So here's what mm. I remember. I remember knowing about the legacy of the movie. I was enough of a nerd, even a movie nerd. I would watch the um, uh, in the in the newspaper. They would show mm. which movies are in which theaters, and I wasn't allowed to see that one. I was waiting for it to leave theaters then to make room for movies I could see. Okay. And I was literally calculating like. I knew what day it came out, and I'd marked that, and I was tracking how many weeks had been there. I'm sure they had a tracker somewhere, some Empire magazine. So I, I didn't know about that. So I just remember like being 10, 11, and just like every week being like, it's been on there for 32 weeks now. What in the world? Make room for a cool movie I can see. And then it comes out uh, on TV, and that's when my strict upbringing, I was finally allowed to see it, because back then, VHS record the tv programming of it mm -hmm. and then mom could go back over and record over the scenes i wasn't allowed to watch wow so the only copy of titanic i had seen up until a handful of years ago had no drawing scene it was literally oh man 
VHS technology, a blue screen for a chunk of time. Long <laughs> enough, I was like, Mom, where's the other VHS? I really need to know what happens to this boat. I think there's wow. um, the... I know at one moment they ran into the parking garage, got in the back of a car, and it cut out. And as a as a young boy, pre-preteen, I was like, what do people do in the back of cars? What could possibly happen next? Does he steal the car and they don't want me to see thievery? I see movies with thievery all the time. Oh, that's Is so there a dead body? Uh, yeah. So that so was you missed you missed a foggy Titanic. window handprint on the on the window, kind of smearing and all that. Wow, that's that's iconic. Yep. Yeah. So later in life, I watched it. it was like, that was it? Really? It was. But <laughs> I'm sure for certain people at a certain time in life, that was a very momentous scene. I was yeah. protected from that. Don't worry. I saw it um, a few years ago. It was actually, it was in theaters. It was like, but it was like a one-off thing, not like an anniversary mm. showing. And that was cool to finally see it in a place where there's surround sound. And, you know, I'd really love to see 4DX uh, Titanic where the theater slowly is submerged in water uh, and it's freezing cold. That is the will, version will I the, want. Will the, theater, will the theater also split in half? Like one uh -huh. side is going to be like... Yeah. One... <laughs> Don't get the middle seats if it's date night. No, no. <laughs> Unless, unless, you know, he messed up. If, uh, if you're trying to send a message, then yeah. like, <laughs> a way to do it. Sorry, babe, oh, there's man. not enough room on this board for both of us. Right. <laughs> now, so it's become like a meme of a movie, and it's yeah. like, it's more of a legacy film. And even it's, I think it's one of those, even if people have never seen it and they're, they weren't born yet, they know I'm the king of the world. They heard that or saw it on The Simpsons yeah. or the clip of the Oscars when that's what James Cameron yells out. They know about Mythbusters doing the could he have fit on the board? And then James Cameron did a deep dive. Now, yeah. And now he's right. like revisiting that whole thing again and like, you know, no, spending. Not pardoning the pun. He deep dived. No, he, he deep, deep dive. He deep dived. He, yeah. he did a deep dive into the deep web. Yeah. Uh, Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio have aged pretty fucking well in their careers. Oh There's my another God, version it's of amazing. this where yeah. some news story breaks and now we can't take Titanic seriously anymore or we're not allowed to watch it. <laughs> right. Um, their careers have held up pretty damn well. We're talking about like Oscar Oh my winners. gosh. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So I mean, much better when you got two teens in this epic of a movie. So yeah, it launched their careers, of course, but it also could have sank like a diamond in the sea. Hey, uh, I think... Another pun that's there's... being used over and over again from this movie. I think that it's a legacy movie that holds up and holds mm -hmm. water. Last pun, I promise. Oh my gosh, it's like filled <laughs> to the brim. Um, and overall, yeah, I, I, I am. I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited to see it with the re-release. Just like I saw James Cameron, Cameron do this last year with Avatar coming back to the theaters. Right. I'm a sucker for this kind of thing. Celebrate yeah, especially like it, it's a restoration. You know, they're now it's in 4K. I, oh, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it's in 3D now in theaters. Also, I heard that they're taking the board and shrinking it so that people shut the fuck <laughs> up about if it could fit. It's like, yeah, it's very clearly only one person can fit on it. Uh, digitally edit like editing the boards like around the sides and all that yeah 
But then they also show her kick him off the board, so it's like right. very clear she didn't want him on right. it anyway. Well, anyway, it's it's more like be it's happy. more like a mush, right? It's more like 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 no, I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> she goes that. Um, yeah, yeah like, I'll sh- never let go. I'll never let go. There's there's yeah. movies. My, my heart will go on. Oh. <laughs> There's so many. I, as we're going through it, I'm gonna go see this movie for sure. This movie's <laughs> legacy is is eternal. Yeah, like it's as quotable as Casablanca or anything else. Damn. Yeah, and, and plus we have to say, and it, it's not talked enough, the the villainous role of Billy Zane. Oh. Uh, I mean, his character is just fascinating, you know, and so hated uh, the way he is. But talk about someone else who, who looks great even today. You know, Billy Zane is looking amazing if you've, if you've seen him lately. Um, but yeah, there's so many people in this movie, Kathy Bates, the, the late great Bill Paxton, uh, who played Mm. like kind of the more in real life person who they're the ones that are exploring the remains of the Titanic and all that. Um, Victor Garber, you know, there's so many great. There's a few of those nineties go tos too that, yeah. I, that I always love seeing. Um, I yeah. feel like Victor Garber, and then what's his? I think it's Kate Winslet's dad, or one of the older dudes who's just kind of like he was. Was he like the dad in Richie Rich or something like that? Like that guy. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Hyde. Okay, I'm just going through the cat. Yeah, uh, I made three hours and sixteen minutes. You know what? It's worth it. It's a pretty good movie. It's, a, it's yeah. a pretty good, pretty good. I think I think it's definitely worth a rewatch. You know, especially if you haven't seen it in a very long time. Um, but yeah, I think it might make some money at the box office. I think this one might be a maybe, hit. maybe. I, again, the the perfect timing of Valentine's Day, literally around the corner. I'm pretty pretty sure a lot of people are going to be going out in like date nights and all that watching this movie. Uh, those who are probably revisiting it and those who probably, I am sure there's tons of the younger generation who probably haven't seen this movie yet. So could you imagine the first chance watching this movie in the theater now with the technology that we have now in 3D and all that? Like that's going to, that must be fascinating. I'm terrified at the possibilities of theater <laughs> submersion water. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go see it. I'm excited. That's a good one. And then, the other ones, I know you said we're not going to talk about other movies, but I watched a couple of these animated ones we're talking about today, getting caught up, oh, doing nice. a little bit of homework, which which I know we'll get to in a little bit. But eh. yeah, no, I'm just, yeah, we're, I'm we're in February, baby. There it is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts on Titanic. Was this if you are my generation? Was this a movie that you fell in love with? Is this a movie that sticks with you even today? If you are more of Blake's generation, how were you introduced to the movie for the first time? Um, you know, does it still hold water today? Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> now that will be the final bump. But yeah, we just love to know your thoughts of the movie and all that. But it is fascinating how this came out at a time when, again, Leonardo DiCaprio was somewhat of a name, but not really. And Kate Winslet was just a fresh face. She looks so different back then because she's so young. And now look at their careers now and look at all the amazing stuff that they're doing now. It is fantastic. Their careers really rose. Oh, that's a good one. It hurts so bad, but that's a good one. Nice. Thank you. Okay, that nice. was the last one for sure. We'll see. Nice. No promises. Nice. Okay. <laughs> But uh, if you're 100 that... and if you're 111 years old, let us know your memories of the Titanic in the comments. 
And if you, uh, like, was it tragic? Did you feel like, or actually older, because you would, that you wouldn't remember. If you were on the Titanic, definitely leave a note in the comments. We like yeah. and subscribe. Uh, we're really glad you're here. What's up, Titanic? Yeah, we're, we're really, really glad that you learned how to use a computer and you know how to use YouTube and that you're able to watch an episode like this. So thank you so much. Yes, definitely like and subscribe. Why don't you super like? Why don't you super chat us and uh, leave a sticker? And why, why don't you join a membership? <laughs> I do all that good stuff because, uh, you know, we, we definitely would love the support and all that. Um, but that being said, let's dive into okay. not deep diving. No, I, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it. You did it. You did it. Oh, damn it. Anyway, let's go into <laughs> our fun game today. So let's explain the premise of our game. So, best animated feature. A lot of you probably don't realize, but the best animated feature category for the Oscars is fairly new. There wasn't such a category since, in, you know, when the, the Academy and when the Oscars were first uh, released and, you know, the first inception of the ceremony and all that. Um, so, when you go back into the history of cartoons, animated film and all that, a lot of the classic Disney stuff were only recognized for like original score, best song, you know, like those were the only categories that you would ever expect to see an animated film. One one Disney film I believe was nominated for best picture at one point. I think I was that Pinocchio. We're talking um, Pinocchio uh, yeah. as the kind of like the OG an, uh, animated movie that's taken seriously at the Oscars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it, that it was like a pretty dry spell after that one. Huge. Yeah. So in order to help recognize animated film, especially since animated film, we're starting to get more and more into the forefront, more and more recognized and all that. They decided to create its own category. And the first time it was a category on its own was back in 2001. So that's only 21, 22 years ago. I mean, that's not that long. Um, so ever since then, we've had a Best Animated Feature Film win an Oscar for best for this category. And since it's so new and, you know, we decided or I decided to create a game where we kind of tourney style pick out which animated film that won an Oscar for Best Animated Feature Film reigns supreme above it all. Because I'm sure if we go back into the annals of history in the 2000s, there's going to be animated movies that won that we may not think should have won or we have different varying opinions on and all that. So we just thought it would be like a little fun game where you create our own bracket, March Madness style, and we have these animated feature films go head to head with each other and we see which one reigns supreme above it all. Now, this is going to be our opinions we're going to debate on the matchups and we're going to determine who's the winner of each you know, round and all that. Your opinions may differ from ours, but this can lead to great conversations. So definitely let us know your thoughts in the comments section each time we go through a matchup, each time we go through a round. And let us know if you agree or you disagree with the outcomes and all that. Now, the way we set up the bracket, there's only 21 films. So it's not like a clear cut uh, 32 so certain films had to have their own like bye weeks and all that where they just don't go up, up against each other. And that's usually like in round one. The way we help determine the seating is that Blake and I, we went through our favorite movie app, Letterboxd, 
And we used the average rating for each movie to help determine the seeds. So whatever had the average rating was the highest is number one, so on and so forth, right? Am I missing anything, Blake? Is That pretty much explains it, right? No, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you got the, the we call them bye weeks in this fantasy sports world. Uh, you get yeah. to skip that round if you're a top uh, seed. And so then 16 head to heads and then everyone will, or less than that. Anyway, they'll, they'll meet up at the end. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens when when uh, we debate these movies out and uh, who the best uh, animated <laughs> be- Oscar animated. Which going back through, I was just perusing the Wikipedia. There have mm-hmm. been zero uh, Best Picture wins. Three have been nominated for animated movies. Um, and before this award, like before 1991, Beauty and the Beast was the only one. I guess I really thought there had been a, a winner before, but fascinating uh yeah. history here international feature two documentary mm-hmm. one nominated i'm not about none the amount of wins outside of like saw you were absolutely correct so yeah i just want to make sure that the record is corrected this is an under-respected uh genre of film and for good reason which we'll get to shortly <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> and, and and i also thought this would be interesting because if you followed us long enough you know that animation and animated film in general is not blake's strong thing like like you know he's not really huge into them so I'm, i was very curious to see what kind of debates we'll have uh especially in this category so i'm sure it's gonna be surprisingly enough you know i think you were kind of shocked too like how much of these movies you actually seen right yeah yeah these are the ones mainly <laughs> that broke through that were yeah. like this one's actually good this isn't just for kids or even if it is just for kids it's it's quality there is a couple exceptions, which we'll get to here in a minute oh, sure. also as we go through them. Just some real fucking thuds. Uh, yeah. but there's, some, there's some bangers on this list. I'll give you that. There are a few good animated movies in history. And you'll be taking the other side of things that animated movies are good. <laughs> and one of us will be proven correct. There you go. So with that all out of the way, let's dive into it. Let uh, I'm going to share my screen now. And you're going to see the brackets here. So. First one on the list we have is Spirited Away. So, believe it or not, out of all the uh, winners for Best Animated Feature Film, Spirited Away is the one with the most highest average rating on Letterboxd. I'm not personally surprised by that because, again, it is a movie by Hayao Miyazaki, Studio Ghibli. Uh, It was the only Oscar that he's won uh, as far as, like, the movies that he's put out there. Um, the year that came out was in 2002. Here's the competition, and maybe you could have a discussion about this. It went up against Ice Age, the first one, Lilo and Stitch, Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Stop right now. <laughs> Tell me that's and, the one that won. <laughs> no, and Treasure Planet. No, of course, Spirited Away is the winner here. Uh, but Treasure Planet. I'm sorry, that's the one that should have won, I meant to say, because Spirit. <laughs> But that's the competition. Now, I think a lot of people, especially if you're a Disney head, would have argued that Lilo and Stitch probably should have won, you know, because that is a very well-beloved, you know, Disney Disney movie. And if memory serves me correct, it's the last 2D uh, animated movie from Disney that came out. Um, I think after that, that's when they adopted the whole CG style, the Pixar style of things and all that. And that's kind of what shifted a lot in the animation industry. I could be wrong, but I believe that was their last one. Well, 
the acting in the newest Lion King, while they tried to make it the real life, the acting was all two dimensional. So I don't know if you're including <laughs> that. Boom, roasted. Nice. Okay. Love it. Um, all right. So since Spirit Away is ranked number one, it has a bye week for this round. So they automatically move on to the next round. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Next matchup, we have Rango versus Wallace and Gromit, the Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Oh, my God. Okay, Okay. so some background on on these two movies. So Rango uh, was nominated in 2011. The competition we have here, and I think one of these nominees is very uh, relevant for today. So we have A Cat in Paris, which is a movie I don't think I've ever heard of. Chico and Rita, Kung Fu Panda 2, and the very first, Puss in Boots. So this was, yeah, this that was the competition, and Rango won the Oscar for that year. Um, I mean, other than Puss in Boots, I'm not sure if any of the other featured films would have really direct competition with with Rango. Rango, I mean. Did you like Rango? Rango was okay for me. I don't know. Yes, yeah, I was like I I was a Johnny Depp head at that time. Uh, okay, we did not know what would happen with his career or any sure. interesting personal details about him. Um, I remember thinking like, oh, that was pretty good, pretty weird, weirder than I thought. Um, we also can't forget like I'm sorry, we already know this one's going to mm-hmm. go through, but let's focus on Rango for now. This one's sure. directed by Gore Verbinski. Yes. Uh, who also directed the Pirates of the That's right. Caribbean and the Ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is like a fairly celebrated movie. Maybe not you know greatest history of movies, but like definitely a successful yeah. director at the very least. Oh. Um, yeah, I thought that, I think that's kind of interesting and to be considered here, especially his work with with Monsieur Depp. Um, Got uh, uh, is Isla Fisher, Abigail Breslin. We got like, which is one of my favorite things about animated movies is mm-hmm. the who's playing this voice game. Yeah. And inevitably at the theater, I pull out, I go, oh my gosh, that is them. But this movie definitely has a good cast, a somewhat serious director. Uh, it's like a little oddball, goofy thing. The the writer for Rainco wrote The Aviator, the Martin Scorsese wow. movie, and Hugo wrote um, or helped write these. I don't know if it's co or full screenwriter but sweeney mm-hmm. todd Tim and barbara okay. Fleet street skyfall spider so you have an actual writer screenwriter here right uh this one is a successful movie and it in that mm-hmm. list of nominees uh it makes sense that uh, it's a good one it's a good it's a fine winner it's a good one yeah i mean i i don't disagree there now we have on the other side of things wallace and gromit the curse of the were-rabbit which is a property that is very well known and popular in England, in Europe. You know, I believe that's, you know, basically their biggest, one, one of their biggest things in modern time as far as animation and animated characters are concerned. This was nominated in 2005 and it only had two other nominees in competition with it. The Corpse Bride. used to be a thing. Yeah. Do they always do five now, I guess? Because there used to be like this year, three, this year... That was always yeah. wild, too, of like, you just have, I don't know, it's a lot more snubs back in the day, too. So, oh, yeah, uh, I know and, it's an interruption, but no, I can no, no, see no. why it wins against two other movies. Like, sure. What are but, they? but, but again, the two other movies, in my opinion, 
are a little bit more uh, not highbrow, but I think would have been in deep conversation today. Mm-hmm. You know, over back in two thousand and five, and that was the Corpse Bride, which was uh, you had Tim Burton attached to that. This was the other movie he made after the Nightmare Before Christmas. I believe this was his second stop motion animated film that he wait. Worked on. Is there a weird? Is because I know Johnny Depp is Tim Burton's boy. Isn't is Johnny Depp? In, yeah, okay. Yes, it's Johnny he Depp is. and Helena Bonham Carter. So is he? Totally. No, okay, I'm sorry. That's Rango. You're thinking of like, Rango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay. Yep. All different right, years. Back over and different Wallace years. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So robbed. Yeah, we're gonna go and say Corpse Bride is obviously better than this trash. Okay. And the second one who was nominated uh, outside of these two was Howl's Moving Castle, another Hayao Miyazaki movie, Studio Ghibli. My own personal favorite movie of his that ever came out. Um, so, in my opinion, you have two better quality movies oh, yeah, over Wallace and Gromit. Exactly. Be. Exactly. Yeah. Which I love yeah. when Oscars are like, let's award the worst movie because the good movies split votes. That's always right. a cool system to have in place. Yeah. Jeez. I, I can't talk about Wallace and Gromit. That's not a serious, like... I yeah. Honestly, the animation style is like oh, claymation is that what it's called, right? Like yeah. oh, cool, mm-hmm. they did a different thing. It looks a little different than some of the other ones. Yeah, like Tim Burton's. That's also the case in Miyazaki. That's also the case in their own mm-hmm. right. So that year it doesn't make sense. But in the year where it's like Pixar's, there's four Pixar-looking movies and one that's actually like an artfully done or mm-hmm. flea. Or I'm like a fan of like a waking life, kind of like you know they sure. do a take on it. Uh, a unique style of animation, which some people debate if those are even animation, whatever. Yeah. All that aside, the claymation, sure, that's cool. Was it entertaining or good? No. That, no. I couldn't get into it. I remember I no. saw it. I don't I don't even remember most of it, to be honest with you. I, I just couldn't get into it. So I think we're in agreement here. Rango yeah. is the one to Rango. Rango. Yeah, Rango. It's going to Rango onto the next round. Ayo. Nice. All right. Next one we have here is Shrek. Now, Shrek was seated, if I remember correctly. Let me just look here real quick. It was, it was a little bit lower than, than Nine. I thought it would be. Yeah Shrek, yeah, Shrek was ninth on the list. But since it is top uh, top 10, it does have its own bye week. So they automatically move on to the next round. Now, Shrek, a little bit of uh, history of Shrek there. Shrek was in 2001 nominated in 2001, when the category was first uh, introduced. So it's part of the inauguration of this animated feature film category, which is great. The competition it had was Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, and Monsters, Inc. Now, I think a lot of people Mm. would argue Monsters, Inc. would have been probably Mm. the more favored one if you Mm. had the conversation today, I think. Well, that's not the debate we're having because I no that, that would be a long one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but again, you look back now, which is a movie that is probably more often watched over and over again. And I think maybe I would I would argue Monsters Inc. is probably the one. But then Shrek became so popular, it had its own musical Broadway production that lasted for years and years and years. So, you know, it just shows you the popularity of Shrek uh, from back then. So. So yeah, so that's a little bit history there of that movie, and that I don't know. I mean, well deserved win win for that Oscar that year. I mean, it's going to be hard to say over Monsters Inc. That said, yeah. I was at the exact age where Shrek hit 
correctly the way yeah. that like last year the minions teens were out in full sure. force of the theater sure. was of the shrek generation and now Frex had a longer life than monsters inc in ways where he's kind of been memefied and not to mention just that but like the sequels of it all to where mm -hmm. in this year's oscars there is a shrek spin-off sequel yeah with puss and boots that is a contender at, at the least for uh for animated feature so i yeah. think the legacy of shrek holds up better than legacy of monsters inc is one of them a more touching and sweet and like successful film for the family sure uh but i i understand the phenomenon of shrek and i definitely understand it since i was what four, th 14 or so when when this came out Right. Uh, I was fully a Smash Mouth fan. <laughs> At that time in my life, I was like, wait, the new Smash Mouth songs in this movie? Hell right. yeah. Um, and, and also, I do think in certain ways, Shrek was an innovator. I'm making my case for Shrek. Now, I'm not just okay. talking about it. Okay. It was an innovator because since then, we've seen more of the movies that are adult jokes for adults that are snuck into the True. kids' movie. So mm. now parents are okay with watching it 8,000 times on repeat sure. or at least more okay and in the theater I remember literally everyone in the audience is enjoying it I've been to plenty of animated movies where the parents are having a terrible time oh yeah um, yep. and, the, and then the kids are having a great time which makes the parents have an even worse time yeah this one plus using like the iconic property like Monsters Inc is a more original story but mm -hmm. this one's using like iconic fairy tales that everybody knows Right. This is a pretty smart populist uh, take on like what an animated movie can be. And we've seen a lot more of these since then, even outside of the, the Shrekiverse or whatever we're calling it. The Shrekiverse. I love it. That's nice. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. And and again, I think that's one of the brilliance of like DreamWorks animation at the time. They were willing to take those risks, you know, and, and be more of like, you know, ride that fine line between good enough for kids but also good enough for adults, right? That they could like really get into. Plus, the voice cast in here is is amazing. You have Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, uh, amazing cast. Yeah, I I forget who Fiona was also, again. It was a uh, um Cameron Diaz, and then you Cameron got Diaz. John that's Lithgow, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also mm -hmm. there. Um, what I didn't realize because we're looking into these movies, some of them I'm unearthing since I was whatever fourteen years old. Mm -hmm. Chris Farley was the original Shrek and had recorded most of the dialogue before passing, which is fascinating because it, it doesn't come out right. until a few years later. Yeah. Release the Farley cut. What are we doing? Hashtag they delete it. the file. Hashtag Farley Hashtag cut. it. I'm not yeah. kidding. I really do want to see that. That would be fascinating for that a would movie be that has such great. a legacy. Yeah. And an author who passed away way too young and didn't have enough uh, movies on his credits because he could have had you know 20 more classics i want to see what it's like unless you know if it sucks or it's impossible or something but i want to farley cut farley cut i, I would be farley really cut. really yeah that would be fascinating there should be like a special blu-ray release that has it as part of like the unblockable tracks or something like that um yeah release that shit come on another another fun fact and then, and then i can move on from from the shark yeah. love was nominated for adapted screenplay at oh. the Oscars and it won adapted screenplay at the BAFTAs. That is wild. Wow. How many times has that happened for an animated movie? 
I mean, and there's a lot of anime movies that are based on fairy tales or folklore. You know, right. Disney's done seven versions of their own movie at this point. Mm -hmm. Might as well be like the Spider-Man situation over at Sony or whatever's going right. on there. Um, that's interesting. That that speaks to the writing of it because I remember uh, what I don't know. It's hard to go back, but when you're 14, Shrek hits for sure. Yeah. Maybe it didn't age so well. This makes me think it probably did. That the writing at least holds up because it was a clever, well acted, well done, all that. It was yeah. It's, it's an actual like quality piece of work. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's. I'm, I'm glad you looked that up because I didn't know. I don't remember that. So that that's amazing. Um. Cool. So moving on to the next next round here, you get Finding Nemo. Now, Finding Nemo was ranked number eight, so it does have its own bye week there. Uh, Wait, so they we, are, Shrek. Did we decide Shrek's the winner there? Uh, Shrek had a bye week because it. it oh, was, thank you. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but some history on Finding Nemo. So Finding Nemo. Uh, let me just pull up the information here. Uh, where are you finding Nemo? I'll get it. Where are you? I'm, I'm gonna cut out for one second Nemo. while you while you talk Nemo. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll sure. Right yeah. I'm free to make water um, buns for this one too, if you want. <laughs> so Finding Nemo came out in 2003. That's when it. Well, that's when it was nominated. Uh, came out in 2002. Um, it only had two other uh nominees in competition here. So we had Brother Bear, uh, which I believe was Disney. Uh, Brother Bear was Disney. Uh, so it's like Disney on Disney. And now I, I remember that this had a lot of talk th that year. It was nominated. The Triplets of Belleville. Now, the Triplets of Belleville, I believe, ended up winning, uh, I believe, Oscar for, uh, let's see, for original song. Yeah. Uh, or was it nominated? Let's see. Nominated. It was nominated for original song. Yeah. And I remember that uh, that was a huge talking point of that year uh, because a lot of people fell in love with that song that year. Um, so that's why Triplets of Belleville was really huge talk during that time. So, yeah. So it, it was another year where it was only three nominees for that category. But that's also because back then you didn't really have always a lot of animated feature films coming out the year, you know, during the year. Now, it's it's almost like every other month we get one, right? If not every other month during the summer. So, you know, competition obviously is is bigger now than it was back then. So, yeah, Finding Nemo goes ahead and moves on from there. So, yeah, you had Pixar and Disney going head to head. But I think Brother Bear is one of those Disney movies that a lot of people just forgot about, right? Uh, you don't hear a lot of people talking about Brother Bear these days, unlike Finding Nemo. Uh, so there you go. You have Fighting Nemo moving on to the next round. Next round. Just keep swim swimming. Just Nemo. Keep, that's it. Just, just keep, keep swimming. swimming. Yeah. Uh, next round, we have Wally. -E. Now, Wally -E is ranked number five. So they it does have its own bye week as well. So it moves on to the next round automatically. Wally -E was nominated in 2008. Uh, this was also another year that it only had three nominees for this category. Its other competition was Bolt, a Disney movie, uh, and Kung yeah. Fu Panda, the very first Kung Fu Panda, uh, which was DreamWorks, I believe. So not that big of a competition there. I, I think Wally -E kind of wins out overall 
in my opinion. We got a hundred percent of the votes, or except maybe <laughs> the guy who worked on Kung Fu Panda. I don't know. The Jack one guy, yeah. Academy. yeah, never mind. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah. Or or it's a relative. It's like, oh yeah, my cousin worked on this, so I have to nominate that. Yeah. Yeah. And the cousin was uh, like, Don't, no, no, don't, don't. Yeah, yeah like, no, sure. yeah. Pick your battles. <laughs> don't pick this one. Um but we uh moving on to the next round. So we finally have a head to head here. And this is gonna be an interesting one. So we have Happy Feet versus Inside Out. So Happy Feet, uh, give you some history on Happy Feet. The one thing I can tell you about Happy Feet off the top of my head, because I know this because it shocks a lot of people, it was directed by uh, the same guy who did Mad Max, George Miller, which That's not a lot right. of people know that. Yeah. I thought so it was it's... directed by Quentin Tarantino because of the whole feet. <laughs> Because happy feet, I get yeah, it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He was originally going to, uh-huh. then he was like, I need another. Also, with the cast here, Elijah Wood, uh, Lake oh, yeah, Harry, Robin, Robin Williams. Williams, yeah, Lee Murphy, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, yeah. Go Weaving. It's really good. Like, that's oh, a yeah. solid cast. Yeah, okay. a great cast, great director, obviously. Um, it was nominated in 2006. This is a year only three nominees were in this category it went up against cars which i'm sure is a lot of people's favorite pixar movie and monster house if you remember monster house like that was like that uh dreamworks movie i believe it was dreamworks um it's funny every year at this time in the early inception of the the category you could always expect to be one pixar movie one disney movie and a DreamWorks movie in there. Mm-hmm. So it's like those were the, the big studios competing head-to-head all the time. Uh, but yeah, Happy Feet those, went out on that. So we're not good. And it's almost like, oh, congratulations, right. you have a studio backing you. We'll give you a nomination. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's worth mentioning, maybe, like Brittany Murphy, another passed too soon. This is yeah. a, the last, at least on the, like, Brittany Murphy is known for movies mm-hmm. uh, on her list. There are technically movies that came out afterward. But... Um, and and she also is singing in this movie, and I think right. this one's nominated for for song, or at least I remember this music being damn catchy for this one. So, mm-hmm. Okay, Happy Feet's got a it's got a pretty pretty solid uh, stat sheet. No, for sure. Um, and then moving on to Inside Out, uh, yeah, Inside Out was nominated back in 2015. Uh, its competition of that year was. Anomalisa. Uh, I'm not, I'm not mm. quite familiar with that oh. movie. Yeah, that's a Blake movie. It, it's oh, that is? One. Okay. It's a weird... Nice. Yeah, so I think it's Charlie Kaufman directed it or wrote it. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. A, oh, yeah, Charlie Kaufman is, yeah, is, uh, yeah, part of this. It was yeah. upsetting to a lot of people who saw it. It's not oh. like other animated movies. Uh, it's pretty, pretty bizarre and weird and at times disturbing, but definitely should have won over Inside Out, obviously, but whatever. Uh, people um, like that you also, right you also have a boy and the world nominated here sean the sheep movie <laughs> talking about wallace and gromit that is, does like this oh, is like the the stepsister oh, or stepchild of that yeah. whole thing and when marnie was there another studio ghibli movie uh that got a nomination for that for this year for for that particular year so I think, you know, and I remember when Marnie was there, I, that was, it's not one of my favorite Studio Ghibli movies. It's it's pretty, 
but story-wise, it was pretty dull. So again, not surprised that Inside Out was the clear-cut winner here. That out of the way, Happy Feet versus Inside Out. Who do you got for this one? Here's, here's the problem. They, I think Inside Out went against better competition, which if you think about it like playoffs, like it took mm -hmm. a beating in its prior round, whereas yeah. Happy Feet kind of sails through. Also, uh, I had a friend who had a three-year-old when Happy Feet came out on DVD. And all I know is that whenever I went over to their house during that time, it was, when I say repeat, it's just like the stereotype. <laughs> it was from the moment I walked in until I left. It was Robin Williams doing his whole Happy Feet thing. So I think of that movie as miserable, God, please make this stop feet instead of Happy Feet. <laughs> also, Inside Out did something cute with the psychology of it all, right? Yes. And like the feelings are real and there's also the meg ryan factor which i'm a little biased to wait is meg ryan hold up meg meg ryan came up in one version of casting but not not this one so maybe i'm wrong there but we do yeah, have the no. amy polar bill Hader, mindy kaling lewis blast these are more of my kind of folks <sighs> late period Brittany Murphy and Robin Williams is interesting. I'm I'm pretty torn here. This is your category. I think I'm gonna let mm -hmm. you let you let you uh decide which one is better. My gut okay. says inside out, but honestly, I I could go either way. Okay. I'll I'll help make the decision for you right now. Bing bong. What happened to Bing Bong in okay. Inside Out was one of the most heartbreaking <laughs> moments on film that I've ever seen. To have your imaginary friend that yeah. you've known for so long completely vanish out of thin air, out of existence. Oof. Yeah, that moment. Tears that moment. all You're throughout right. the audience. That was just heartbreaking. So, Inside Out is it's my deeper. Vote it's yeah. better. It is. A, I think Happy Feet's a fun, entertaining romp mm -hmm. and like a successful animated family film. Inside Out is more success. It's like a better quality movie. I think that's yeah. that. I feel pretty comfortable saying that one. The one thing I will say though, like Happy Feet did have that message of environment, you know, the ozone effect, all that stuff like that. Uh, but it was very, very hidden. It wasn't really so much in the forefront. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely more in a play of just being fun and entertaining and, and all that. I mean, it, it compared to the emotions that you got from Inside Out. I, I I feel confident in, in saying Inside Out is the clear-cut winner here. Yeah, and I also think the other problem with it, um, with Inside Out, the so the music is kind of copied over, um, mm -hmm. or at least there are like popular songs in there, so it's less original in a way. Um, and it's more of the happy-go-lucky one. You're right about the environment. There's also like a queer subtext of Happy Feet where he's kind of like the right. weirdo that stands out. And we yeah, get that yeah, in a good yeah. amount of animated movies. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, I mean, this is a tough one. I think this is the toughest one we've seen so far. Uh, it is going to get tougher from here. So oh, yeah. we're going to have to figure out how to make some pretty d difficult decisions. <laughs> but I think you and I are right. I, I, I give the edge to Inside Out just for, for any number of like small reasons. Well, there you go. So Inside Out moves on to the next round. Uh, the next matchup we got... Big Hero 6 versus Brave. So some background here on the nominees. So Big Hero 6 was nominated back in 2014. Its competition of that year was The Box Trolls. Uh, 
How to Train Your Dragon 2, Song of the Sea, and The Tale of the Princess Kaguya. Um, so very, it's a mixed field here for sure. Um, so very, very interesting that Big Hero 6 was the clear-cut winner above all of these. I don't know if I would necessarily agree with that. If you had this discussion today, I have a lot of, I have a strong feeling that maybe a lot of people who are big animated heads would probably go with How to Train Your Dragon 2 above above this. What, really? I think so. Yeah, I, have, I, I have a strong this, feeling. This category yeah. from, different, from different angles. You have more of an expertise on what the animated fans like. Mm -hmm. Um... I know that I liked Big Hero Six, and I didn't oh, I did like too. the other one. Yeah, uh, so that's 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 what it comes down to for me. I have my own little biases in these categories, so um, that's interesting. Though I didn't realize that that would be the more beloved one for for yeah. the the animation heads, whatever you guys call yourselves. Yeah, that. Well, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, if that's... nerds. <laughs> Geeks, freaks, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brave was nominated back in 2012. Uh, it's competition there. Another Tim Burton classic, Frank and Weenie. Paranorman. The Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists. Peter Lord. Oh, this was Lord and Miller fame. So he was part, he, he, he was part of that movie, uh, Peter Lord. Okay. And to my surprise, Wreck-It Ralph, which lost out to Brave. Which I don't know. In my opinion, I would have probably chosen Wreck It Ralph that year. I'm not sure, but aren't you a little biased? Is it Wreck It well, Ralph more via the you of it all, yeah, and not the yeah. brave of it all? I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying. That, I'm not saying that anything wrong with it. I'm just saying maybe, maybe brave is better. Here's the problem with this one for me: is uh, I have to choose Big Hero Six because I saw that one and uh, did not see Brave as a 30 year old man. Uh, who at that point was single and didn't have to go with and didn't want to just like be that, that is a problem I've had a few times. I remember one time I had a yeah. sick day and there were no movie I'd seen every other movie out, which is something I do. And then I was like, mm -hmm. it was like oh seven, oh eight. It was like the Winnie the Pooh movie came out and I was like, Okay, I'll go see that. I'm not feeling and this was back when you were okay going in public when you were sick before uh yeah. before science had had won out. And I was mm -hmm. just sitting in front of the theaters, kinda like sniffling a little bit. And watching Winnie the Pooh and just like a bunch of children, I'm like, okay, this is fine. This is I'm gonna just a, a grown college student uh, on a sick day while. Uh, it, uh, so anyway, I did not see in this category though. It is always like the when do I go see this movie? And my mm -hmm. my goal is always the latest showing on a weeknight possible because that's like the school night time, and at least it won't be ruined by the chaos of the family, yeah. whatever. Might not be as authentic of an experience. I don't know. That's all. Um, it's some some uh, aside the point. I have to choose Big Hero Six. I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain though because I have not seen Brave and mm -hmm. I know I should. Uh, I'm gonna say yeah. So I I'm gonna let you just take over from here. Okay. I really uh, love Big Hero Six. That's all I. That's all I do know that much. Yeah. No. Big Hero Six was fun. It was definitely a fun and entertaining movie. Uh, Brave. Uh, again, another fun and entertaining movie, but in my personal opinion, not one of Pixar's best. Um, and I and I love Pixar. Pixar, they they've put out so much bangers out, especially in the past. But I think even if you were to ask a lot of the big fans of Pixar, they would even say that Brave is probably not their top five, top ten. I don't know. Um, so my vote here or moving on to the next round would go to Big Hero 6, in my opinion. 
Okay. So, Congratulations to there you go. Big Hero Six moves on to the next round. Um, next matchup, we have another buy, and that's Coco, because Coco uh, was ranked uh, number four on this list here. So, a little background history on Coco. Coco was nominated back in 2017. Uh, its competition of that year was The Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, okay. Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. Oh, yeah. Loving Vincent. Don't get yeah. Me <laughs> yeah. The movie I should have liked is like the artsy one. No, I would have rather watched a still painting. Um, yeah. I forgot about The Breadwinner. That's interesting. But okay. Was, there's been a few of those. And I'm thinking of... Um, Persepolis also, which is like a more political movie. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, we have Coco moving on to the next round there. Uh, winning the yeah. Oscar. Good job. <laughs> uh, next matchup, we have another bye week here because it's Ratatouille. And Ratatouille was ranked number three on Letterboxd average uh, ratings there. Uh, the background history on Ratatouille. Ratatouille was nominated back in 2007. Its competition, and funny you mentioned it, was Persepolis and Surf's Up that year. So Ratatouille beat out those two movies. Uh, I, I think that was the clear-cut winner, in my opinion, if you were to ask me. Nice <laughs> question. Did you see Persepolis? No, I can honestly tell okay. you that I had not. Yeah, it's exactly where you and I are coming from different places. Yeah. I did see Persepolis. Mm-hmm. I did not see Ratatouille. I was cramming for this episode. I'm about an hour into Ratatouille so far. Let me just say, Persepolis, much better, higher quality film. <laughs> Ratatouille, not realistic whatsoever, but it did also give birth to Rakakuni from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Hell yeah. So now I'm thinking maybe I do like its legacy, but also it's stupid. So mm-hmm. Persepolis, good. Ratatouille, stupid. Persepolis should have won. I remember even that year being like upset, like this stupid mouse cook chef. Okay. Right now, it's up to you. If there's a twist in Ratatouille, do you want to spoil it for me? Because I'm about to get to it, and you could just w- watch. I'll let you spoil it right now and get a live reaction. Where Where are you in the movie? Um... <laughs> so stupid the rat <laughs> just learned it can pull a man's hair to make its body do whatever he wants which that technology should not exist okay that is disgusting the mm-hmm. moral implications of that are nightmarish and i hope no mm-hmm. one learns how to do that to my hair i'll tell you that much again especially you and i living in new york the last thing we need is for one of the rats to come up That's in the sewer controlling the people and yeah yeah which, so basically, I got to the Rakakuni scene where I'm like, oh, I get Rakakuni now. Okay. Got it. Well, that's a great scene to stop at because now you get the reference, right, from what, what everything everywhere all at once was doing. Uh huh. Yeah. Now I have to watch another fucking hour of a stupid rat cook. I'm sorry. I, I do have a problem when things are so fantastical and not realistic. This is where I'll use this is the moment where. <laughs> Here's, the rent. Here's the rent. Here's the rent. Here we go. Movies are not very good is because they're so not believable. They're fucking stupid a lot of the times. I watched Spirited Away last night, which is the number one rated movie here. And I'm sitting there going like, what is a stink monster? How does this work? The science doesn't add up. 
a lot of fantastical creatures that don't make any sense. You don't get to just make up whatever you want. And because you're good at drawing, congratulations, you have a successful film. Here's a million dollars. Go spend too much time in a dark room drawing this out. And then getting actors spending time in separate dark rooms recording the audio. And it wasn't that compelling. It was absurd. Like, I get it. Like, the Alice in Wonderland is a, a great movie and cool. And, like, there are good animated movies but I really just want it to be a little bit based in reality. So, like, I'm going to be, you're going to see a bias come out. I'm going to be a bigger fan of Big Hero 6, of WALL-E, of things that, like, physics apply and, like, the things that give us uh, the world and there is rational things and, like, there are stakes at hand. But it's my same problem with, like, the Harry Potter of it all. If I'm just, like, my lightning strike is faster, stronger than your lightning strike and we're just going to in the air with nothing around, like... <laughs> Cool, you're just playing make-believe, and you have a really big budget. So, rat Ratatouille <laughs> is is not realistic. Like, so I'm watching this movie, and I, I've had a friend who had this problem with all movies. He's like, that's not how the world works. You don't get to chop between scenes, and things take much longer than they do. And he, it's as if every movie was unrealistic, and, like, dude's brain was broken in that way. My brain is broken to where I think fantasy... <laughs> And most animated movies, because they're fantastical in their own little way, which is why it's a cool genre to exist. It gets to do things physically that you can't do, especially before CGI world, that you couldn't really do. There are some stories that have to be told in an animated way. That said, they're stupid, and I'm an adult, and I don't um, have childhood bedtime stories read to me. I don't think that Dr. Seuss stories are real, and I have a hard time taking animated movies seriously. Uh, Blake's opinions are of his own. It does not represent the opinions and feelings of the Low Kiki channel, therefore. Um. <laughs> why, why was every character and scene in Spirit Away covered in paint? That doesn't make any sense. The real world, like, you know, if I imagine if I was just covered in paint and then mm -hmm. had like three arms and I was floating in the sky and like, I'm a magical creature from another realm. And I, yeah, sure. People believed, <laughs> I remember looking at the wiki for it. It was like a hundred years ago, people believed in these creatures and now we don't. I was like, yeah, no, I know. That's why this movie's stupid. Uh, I have liked one Studio Ghibli so far of all the ones I've seen. And it's the Wind Also Rises, the war era oh, science-based movie about the history of flight or whatever. That one was cool. All the other ones are just so make-believe. It's silly, right? Like, it's a silly genre of movie. Am I, am I wrong? You at least see the silliness, right? I mean, it, it can be watch. silly, but at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of animated films that do really well with great storytelling and, and character building and all that stuff sure. like that. I mean, there's yes, you're, you're going to have animated movies that are ridiculous. And that just don't make any sense. And it's just there for kids entertainment. And that's all, you know, but, you know, you there is an argument to be had that animated films can be serious and can be, you know, really well done and all that. Um, and I think that's why these days animated film is very different compared to how it was in the past, where we just got a lot of crap, you know, yeah. back then. There are better but, ones nowadays. Like I've seen four oh, yeah. of the five on these just on my own because they were good yeah. movies. I'll give you that. There are some good ones, or at the very least, like 
not crap. What? Sorry, what movie are we talking about again? Yeah, again, I love how a discussion about Ratatouille <laughs> has spawned onto the crazy Blake rant of how animated film cannot be taken seriously. So just tell me, uh, spoil the movie about the rat who controls a man and they follow their dreams and the rat that was outcast from his colony <laughs> learns how to cook by watching TV. Not re- I've never seen a rat watch TV once in my life. Uh, All right, so just, so, so just yeah. real quick, and, and again, for mm-hmm. those of you who probably have not seen Ratatouille, uh, about to spoil it. Really, point, uh, yeah, okay. So the the main the main uh the main crux of the movie happens towards the end where there's this really prestigious critic, food critic, that they want to impress at this restaurant. Of course, you have Remy who wants to be a chef, you know, and then you have, you know, everyone wants their dream of of pleasing people and, and being chefs and all that stuff like that, right? So they they combine forces to come up with this one amazing dish that wowed the critic made it wild him so much that it reminded him of his childhood and how his mom used to be able to cook that same dish that they were able to make and he had this euphoric moment where he he all of a sudden you know gave the, the place amazing rating amazing rating and word of mouth and all that and the, you know you have the human uh the human was named remy or was the rat named remy remy rat is definitely named remy Okay. For sure. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him. So. Redhead skinny guy. Okay. Yeah. So that dude mm-hmm. ends up becoming a, a chef, you know, the way he wants to be. The, the rat is just happy that he's he was able to fulfill his dream and all that stuff. And I think they're still together, or if I remember correctly. I don't know. But that's the main idea of the whole movie. You know, that's basically, that was like the crux of it all. It was just living your dream, doing what you've always dreamed of doing and, and actually accomplishing it in, in, to a certain extent. Yeah. Okay. So um, the character's name is Alfredo Linguini. So on one hand, that's right. Sounds okay. like a beautiful story. And on the other hand, it's fucking stupid. The human lead is Alfredo Linguini being controlled by a rat, making cool food who the rat is passionate about chef. I'm sure it's a beautiful moment when the critic. God, this is it so is. It, it is. I, I, know, I will I have to say, like, yeah. Wait till that moment. It's so. Oh, it made me so emotional. So well done. So well done. But the movie's about a fucking rat food chef. Sure. Okay. Cool. I'm great. I'm glad that one got a buy for being the third best animated movie of the last 21 years. What in the hell are we doing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right well moving on <laughs> next next matchup thanks again for that awesome rant that's gonna make a great clip out for sure um you have two movies that oh this is gonna be an interesting matchup right here all right so you have frozen versus zootopia all right so a little history on these two two behemoths here um frozen was nominated in 2013 um, that year it was nominated along with The Crudes, Despicable Me 2, Ernest and Celestine, and The Wind Rises. Again, another Hayao Miyazaki Studio Ghibli movie. Uh, Wind Rises, I remember that movie. Again, beautiful, but definitely not one of its best. Um, Frozen, of course, spawned off the replayability and repeated 
song, Let It Go, that you could not escape that, that year. That song was everywhere. Even so much so that even when I went to Japan, they were playing their version of that song on the radio. Wow. And you really could not escape the phenom that was let it go. Frozen. You couldn't let yeah. it go at all. Um, so it's okay. frozen in time and always frozen in the annals of everyone's minds and memories. Let it go. Uh, yeah. So again, not surprised at that one that year. Zootopia was nominated in 2016 along with, oh, this is all right. I, I have, I'm a little upset here. Oh, no. Kubo and the Two Strings. Moana, My Life as a Kurget. And the Red Turtle. Do you remember the Red Turtle? Have you seen what that year? movie? What year was this? This was 2016. 2016 Oscar. I I haven't heard of a couple of these. I'm be honest. The Red Turtle uh, was like this very very cute movie that was. Uh, it's oh a Japanese yeah. Movie. Yeah. I do remember that one. Okay. Yeah. You're thinking Kubo should have won, or what are you mad about? Kubo 100% should have won because okay. it's Leica. That that studio is so good with their stop motion animation. This movie was groundbreaking in so many different ways. It was so well done. Um, so I'm a little, little upset that it lost out. I don't even remember this year. That that that's fan fascinating to me. Um, and that's Zootopia, and it won over Moana too. T- talking about hit songs, I mean Moana was big in the year before you know with all the the, the soundtrack and all yeah that. what's the deal there this should be moana verse frozen in my mind i'm sure you're gonna say kubo's yeah. better uh, it's yeah. about magical origami and mm-hmm. the healing properties of i don't know it's looks um sorry I'm, this is offensive it looks <laughs> dumb um what what is my life as a cork anyway i don't uh, know what that is yeah it's interesting i honestly don't rem- even remember that one um <laughs> Zootopia is worse than Frozen, right? Like, we both agree that the movie with the talking snowman is somehow better than the other movie. Is that is that fair to say? Uh, no. I, if, I, if I were to... <laughs> Are you? I think this, this is the first debate I think we're going to have here. Uh, I would say Zootopia is better than Frozen, in my opinion. And let me explain why. Because wow. in Z- Zootopia took a lot of in real life tropes as humans and transferred it into the animal world. And I thought it was very smart in many ways in portraying our, our life in society, but through a point of view of animals, you know, and I thought it was very quirky and very funny. Uh, everyone knows the whole sloth scene at the DMV, which I thought was yeah. his brilliant take on, you know, yeah. all that stuff. So it, if you were to talk about my sense of humor, Zootopia definitely speaks highly more to that. Frozen, I didn't see it when it came out that year. It took me many years to finally watch it because I just refused because that song, I hated that fucking song. That song was just like, it was like an earwig to me. I just did not have, want to do anything with Frozen. And then when I finally saw it, I'm like, it's all right. It's cute. It's not, it's definitely not, maybe I'm too old for it too. I feel like, you know, that's the type of movie that really speaks more to kids or to a younger right. generation than a Zootopia. Because Zootopia is one of those movies that I think adults can really relate and, and find funny and, and understand. 
I'm going to make a case here. And again, sure. if you really want Zootopia, no, I'm not going to let you have it. So I'm going to be... Frozen is clearly on the legacy, like how beloved it is, how important it is, how it broke through. Frozen is clearly the answer there. Zootopia has the good sloth scene. I had to look it up. I was like, oh, right, this is a pro-cop movie, apparently. Well, <laughs> let's leave that to the side. Um, you described what makes Zootopia great is that they have the animals body human dynamics and like that's just it's called anthropomorphizing and it's just every animated movie ever cool we have in frozen we have a snowman doing that too it's great that's just like what like finding nemo and madagascar and rio and just like the amount of animated movie lion king where they tell a human story through animals like you could have just told the human story sorry that's beside the point we're not debating whether animated movies should exist but oh, we already did that. Like about Zootopia, yeah, I know. <laughs> if what you like about Zootopia is that it does what all the other movies do, and that's what made it special. I'm going to go and say that doesn't make it special. Here's what makes Frozen special: one, it broke through way further than Zootopia did. Yeah. Two, John Travolta at the Oscars introducing Adina. Menzel oh my God! All right, and flubbing it so damn hard. Adela Dazim, I think, is how he said it. And uh, to the point where at this point in my life, I've used the Adina Menzel name generator multiple times. Okay. We also have Adina Menzel, who not only originates, is in the original cast of Wicked, which I saw on Broadway. What's up? He's like a legend in the Broadway world and mm -hmm. is in Uncut Gems. So she's icon status for sure. Josh Gad, who originates a role in Book of Mormon sure. and is... Ooh, we have story. Broadway people in this animated film. Ooh. <laughs> Josh Gad uh, is now more famously known as Olaf. Jonathan Groff, who originates King George on Broadway. I'm just saying we got both. Ooh, right here. Broadway. Even the star of the movie, the star of the movie would be Kristen Bell. And if you want a hot sloth clip, you got the Zootopia clip, and you got Chrissy <laughs> Bell in, reacting to a sloth video on Ellen, I think it was. And holy shit, the Chrissy Bell one is pretty damn fantastic, too. Plus, and then I'm going to address my case. Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez do the music for Frozen, and that's an EGOT situation. That is uh, Robert Lopez, the only person to have won all four awards more than once, having won two Oscars, three Tonys, three Grammys, four. I'm just, they did Avenue Q, sure. Book of yeah. Mormon, Coco, Frozen 2. Um, I'm just saying the bona fides of Frozen are better. And it has ha had a more significant impact. And yes, you may have found it annoying. I'm, I'm so sorry. That stinks, but it is objectively the correct choice. Frozen. What's your case for Zootopia, other than that the animals talk? All right, fine. No, no, no. no. Look, yeah, I, I, you, you, you get this one because again, if you were to talk about legacy and affect, at the end of the day, this is a pop culture channel. If you want to talk about the effect of pop culture that Frozen had, it was humongous. Again, you could not get away from. The songs, the music, the movie. It spawned uh, a sequel, two sequels, right? Yeah, there's a Frozen 3. Tons of spinoffs. 
um and it's 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 very reminiscent to how uh you know, a lot of people are saying like the golden age of Disney animation was when Little Mermaid came out, Beauty and the Beast, um, you know, Lion King. Aladdin, this kind of Aladdin. Back back. Frozen. Yeah, that's when I was a young Disney child. That yeah, was a that was like that's like the golden age. Great time of, to be five years yeah. old. Yeah, one hundred percent. I have I have a niece was that same age too, and every year a new Disney film came out. That's her bedroom. It's just wall to wall that that movie. So Frozen, I think, is is safe to say that it it returned that feeling again of how momentous those films had an effect on kids and everything. So, yes, I will bow down to the powers of Frozen, and I will say Frozen definitely does trump Zootopia uh, and we'll move on to the next round from here. Very well done. Nice arguments. It's going to come back to bite you in the ass later on. I on the next one. I already know what's going to happen. It's it's no problem. I'm happy to let it let it go. Hey, um. All right. Next matchup, we have another bye week here because it's Toy Story three, and Toy Story three was ranked uh number eleven on the list there. So background about Toy Story three, uh, that was nominated back in two thousand ten. Its only competition was How to Train Your Dragon, the original, and The Illusionist. So, again, the emotional impact that the story of Toy Story 3 had, I'm not surprised that it beat the other two. Even though there is a huge fan base for How to Train Your Dragon, like that movie, that series of animated film. Um, But Toy Story 3 is, is definitely the bigger fan base for sure. How to Train Your Dragon, like Turning Red, but for boys going through puberty? Is that why it's called How to Train Your Dragon? I, is it a metaphor? Um, a little bit of that, but it's also the relationship between uh, a child and their pet. Wait, you're being for the, real? The, the, it is It is actually about, like... Well, it, it's a guy who's... It's a, about a young boy who's coming into age, right? And okay. he has to, like... The dragon is a euphemism? No, 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 no. The dragon is a pet. Okay. Yeah, no, I know it's, it's, it's like, pet, but like, is it a euphemism? Yeah. No, 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 no. It, it's it's like it's like to, you know okay. your best friend who's a dog. Your dragon. No, no, that's <laughs> true. Okay, I'm just making sure. I don't know. I did, I honestly didn't watch that one. I'm sorry. To all the dragon heads out there. Dragon heads. I like how you. Yeah, that's that's what they're called. I'm sure. Um, moving on to the next matchup, <laughs> we have Up, who is also going to have a bye week because Up was ranked. Number then six, it's up and away. Then it's up, then it's stuck. This was then nominated back in 2009. Its competition of that year was Coraline, The Fantastic Mr. Fox, mm. The Princess and the Frog, and The mm. Secret of Kells or Kellis? Kells. Secret of Kells. Um, I think you and I being big Wes Anderson fans would have probably made an argument that maybe the Fantastic Mr. Fox should have been a little bit more in consideration here. Um, also, Tim Burton and is that? Oh, wait, no, Coraline is no, the Coraline other is guy, not. Right? Yeah, Coraline's the, the other guy. Yeah, we all know what he's going for. But similarities. Yeah, let's very, not, very big similarities. Um, no, for sure. Uh, knockoff Prada bag still looks like Prada at a distance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the I, I, I see why Up wins, but. Uh, Because like the others kind of split in their own way. I feel like it might be one of those. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be too mad. That That's actually my least favorite Wes Anderson because, again, foxes don't talk. Sure. So nothing that happened in that movie seemed very believable. Fantastical. That's not yeah. why I go to Wes Anderson movies is for the talking animals of it all. Um, <laughs> up, was, up was the, like, the, the everyone was like, oh, my God, it had such an effect on me. It made me cry, the opening scene. I mean, scene. The, first, the first five minutes was just heartbreaking. I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of those people. Yeah, human emotions are real. They exist, and um, the, this movie was good at exploiting them. Congratulations. Boom, um, there you go. Which also, is, it is based on physics and, and the real world, and you know that that's why I liked it uh, a lot compared to a lot of the other weird stuff we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. I mean, we just had a Chinese balloon floating over the United States, so not surprising that there wasn't a ha- the house attached to it, right? So- Enough balloons and anything can float. <laughs> got the dog with the talking voice monitor thing. That was a cool right. little concept. A little futuristic. Yeah, I was good with that yeah. one. It's a very human story. It's cute. Nice. I- I'm glad yeah. you liked it. Um, <laughs> next matchup we have here is The Incredibles. Uh, that also gets a buy because it was ranked number seven on the list. Uh, some background information on The Incredibles when that was nominated. So The Incredibles was nominated back in 2004. Its competition at the time was Shark Tale. Again, uh, if you're a huge fan of Will Smith, that is your movie. Uh, and Shrek 2, which some may argue that Shrek 2 was maybe the better movie over the original Shrek. Um, quite possibly, or Shrek the Third, I don't know. Uh, but The Incredibles gave us, especially comic book fans, something they've been dying to see, and that is a family team-up, as far as a superhero genre is concerned. So I am not surprised that this won over the, the other two, because uh, it was just a fun and entertaining movie in general. I guess you have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I honestly, okay. I, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Next uh, matchup, we have another buy here because it's Soul. Soul. Uh, this was ranked number 10 on the list here. Uh, some info on Soul when that was nominated. So Soul was nominated back in 2020. Uh, that year, its competition was Onward, Over the Moon, a Sean the Sheep movie again, Farmageddon. The fact that, th- th- wow, what a, who, uh, they who, like, who likes these movies? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so can we go back? You're saying it's a 2020 movie that was nominated no, in 2021. It was no, 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 2021 no, no, no. Oscars, right? No, it was nominated in 2020 for the 2020 Oscars. The, the film and came when, out when in did it... 2019. No, the movie came out in 2020. Oh. I'm just saying. Like, the movie Soul came out in that year, and that's part of why that, unless I'm missing something, but that... The, oh, no, you're right. The, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, no, it, 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 yeah. I'm just trying to make sure I'm, I'm understanding that part right, but also with this movie, that actually matters a decent deal because 2020 was a well, pretty weird the year. the weird year. Yeah. Movies, and I remember the those Oscars, and that was uh, a year where I watched all the movies and just had a hell of a time with it i remember this one right for yeah. sure um, no what, soul was what, great was I, I, again? so yeah. onward over the moon the sean the sheep yeah. movie farmageddon and wolf waters that was a rough year for watching mm. all the animated movies Soul's yeah. the clear winner in my opinion okay yeah and, and i think this is probably the only year you watched all the the nominees well one of the first years that you've watched it's all been the a nominees, couple right? but yeah 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think back in like 06, I did it too. I was just had too much time on my hands. Um, <laughs> that was the year uh, I saw Winnie the Pooh in in theaters. <laughs> what we get, we get that another time. Um, okay, congratulations, Soul. Yeah, Soul moves Loved on you. to the next round. I see you so again. There you go. Um, and then we have uh, a, a next matchup here. This is going to be an interesting one. Encanto versus Toy Story 4. So, yeah, this oh, is a shit. rough one. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Some, some history here. So Encanto was nominated in 2021 for the 2021 Oscars. Now that, uh, let's carry that out of the way. Its competition of that year was Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. Right. Tough year. This was this was a big year, I think, for animated year. film. Yeah, because yeah. I think honestly, between Flea uh and the Mitchells versus the Machines, I would I wouldn't have been surprised if those two won over everyone else. Um but Encanto was very strong in its own right too. Toy Story 4 was nominated 2019. The competition of that year was How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, which is a great Netflix animated movie, and Missing Link. So, the question is, Mm -hmm. who wins Encanto versus Toy Story 4? Blake, what have you? Okay, these are tough. So, uh, part of the problem is we only have two Toy Story movies represented today, right? Because the category doesn't exist when the one and two come out. Mm-hmm. If there were the other Toy Stories, it would be easier for me to like let that one pass. Yeah. The other problem is this is the best Toy Story movie. Because when I go to Disney+, Plus my Apple TV and I go to the profiles and you got the little picture. You get to choose of all the characters in the whole world. Uh, mine is Forky. And because my name is Blake, it's called Blorky. And I see that thing all the time. And especially when I'm binge watching shows, because I identify with Forky the same way I identified with Gonzo in the Muppets, the same way that all those <laughs> lovable freaks, those little sweethearts, uh, just, I, I, I it's, it is a special Toy Story movie. That said. <sighs> oh, boy. It's not the best Toy Story movie, and Encanto is damn good. And now I'm going to show my, my Broadway love and ass a little bit, but the Lin-Manuel Miranda of Encanto. Oh, Encanto being a big movie for representation, which is yes. sorely lacking in the history. of. The, and in fact, this the animated movies historically went the other way with things where they were more offensive than mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of things that were out there in the world. Um, Encanto was a special film about a special and magical family, and it hit for sure. I, I'm not too mad if you want to make a good case either way, because I think both are particularly spectacular movies but we're gonna have mm. tough debates down the road too so oh, yeah personally i'm, I'm gonna go and say Encanto overall as a spectacle was more special than the fourth of the toy story franchise 
Okay. My opinion here. So, again, Toy Story, brilliant franchise. At one point, each following Toy Story movie was outdoing the previous one. Up until Toy Story 4, for me. For me, I thought Toy Story 4 was the weakest of the four. Now, I understand why you like it, because you could relate to a character in the movie. Forky. And that, the, yeah, Forky. Forky, Forky is a great character. I love the introduction to Forky and all that. You take Forky out of the movie, yeah, the rest of the Tim movie Allen, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> who has uh, not aged well his legacy. Let's just say that. <laughs> Tom Hanks, who uh, his heyday was definitely back when the original Toy Story came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is great. Love him. His latter half of his career has not been very good, let's be honest. The bona fides aren't there, and it's not as special since it's the fourth one. It kind of yeah. sucks. I'm going to have to like give Toy Story 3 a little cred if it's the last surviving of the four mm-hmm. Toy Stories, like one of the most spectacular and revolutionary animated franchises in history. It, while a little absurd, it's still based in the world of physics. I'm just saying it's not that absurd. They just happen to talk. But no right. one's looking, so maybe that's what happens. We don't know. Uh, but yeah, Encanto's got it, right? Like that's In, Encanto, I mean, again, you can't say enough about the representation of it all. Uh, the fact that you know this movie was so beloved because of being able to have that representation finally on screen. The music is just so entertaining and so well done. Um, the The story with the grandmother... I mean, it was mm. just so heartbreaking and so touching mm. that, yeah, you we have to go with Encanto for this matchup. I mean, for the representation and the family dynamic, like that's the first time we'd seen a movie like that yeah. uh, since 2017, Coco. Um, yeah. And there have been others since then, and there were some before. So, like, I don't want to give mm. Encanto too much credit for down the road. No, of course, yeah. It's also one of those, like, it's a little past due Disney, and also yeah. there are things to pick apart in it. That said, overall, special and lovely film, for sure. All right. So I think we're in agreement. Encanto moves on to the next round here. Congratulations, Encanto. Encanto. Good job, Encanto. You did it. All right. And the final matchup in the first round, we have another bye week because it's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That is ranked number two on the list. Some history on Spider-Man versus the Spider-Verse or Into the Spider-Verse, sorry. That was nominated in 2018. Its competition that year was Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. So, again, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. And this movie was groundbreaking. And it just was so amazing how much I loved this movie that year. Um, I would argue in 2018, that was probably one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, not, not to take away anything from Isle of Dogs, which I really enjoyed. Uh, again, another Wes Anderson joint there. Um, Ralph Breaks the Internet, which was very entertaining. But Spider-Man, for me, was by, sure, by far, hands down, the best movie um, as far as animated is concerned for that year. Uh, yeah, hard to say otherwise, especially with the invention of... I always forget, is it Spider-Ham or Peter Porker, or he goes by both it's names? Both. It's both, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, just a quick little shout-out to the... I think it was a birthday gift or holidays, something. You got me a couple of those I comics. did. I've still got them on my shelf right now because that was nice. my favorite character and 
has just been a running thing in our friendship. So uh, again, thank you for that. And congratulations to the Spider-Verse for, for giving us such a beautiful character who should have been the star of the movie, but we'll get to that another uh, down the road when, it, when, when we talk about it some more. No, for sure. All right. So that was round one. Now, we don't have to do any more history of the movies. We know what the movies are. This is where the big heat of the battle of the competition comes into place now because this is where we have some of the legit matchups going on here. So let us talk about the first matchup we have in round two. Uh, let me just fix the view here so that everyone can see what's on screen as we are looking at them. So first matchup, major matchup that we have here is... Spirited Away versus Rango. Okay. What say you, Blake? <laughs> uh, both are fucking stupid. Uh, Spirited Away is less stupid. Do you want to make a case for why they're both yes. good? And one of them is better. Thank you. Sure, you can, but I we're both correct. It's Look, pretty clear. I'll just say this. If you were to poll 20 people who love uh, anime and who love animation, you know, Studio Ghibli, I'm pretty sure nine out of those ten people will say Spirited Away is their favorite. Spirited well, Away... No, yeah, no face is, a, is like... Uh, it's one of those that's like that in Totoro or iconic yeah. enough. You see the tattoo and mm -hmm. like it's a real thing that transcends just a movie or a year or whatever, yeah. for sure. Spirited Away is going to have a tough time getting beat. I have no idea who it's facing the next round. It's about to get real tough in here. But oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that that one's pretty clear. Ringo, yeah, sure. Johnny Depp, George Miller, congratulations. You're out. Yeah. You made it, it was one great. round. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah. I'm glad you got to be here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next matchup. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Shrek versus Finding Nemo. Well, <laughs> I wasn't ready yeah. for it to be that difficult. Cause it, I know. I'm, I'm ready for like... Two great ones we get each other, but these are like equally. Uh, here's the thing. Equally good. Okay. Here's the thing. Shrek's a little gross. <laughs> Hear me out. Part of his charm is he's gross and mm -hmm. sad and miserable, and he learns to love himself or people who look like him. Whatever. Uh, it's got a talking donkey played by Eddie Murphy, um, uh -huh. who's had better work in his career. Um, it's got Mike Myers playing Shrek. Shrek. Yep. Oh, this is the original Shrek too, right? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's kind of like hard to stomach certain parts of it. And I also mm -hmm. think we've got a lot more fart humor in these movies since then, yeah. where sometimes in the animated movies and the trailer, like you'll just see like a, a lot of grotesque body grossness, like, I don't even remember all, but like I feel like the Sing movies or something like that, the mm -hmm. animals are left alone in the house. One of those movies, um, Zootopia 6, who gives a shit? But like, there's just like <laughs> a little too much of that. So it's legacy and it's rewatchability are harmed. Whereas Finding Nemo is a pure and sweet and lovely and, and uh, easy to rewatch, pretty mm -hmm. perfect, unimpeachable movie. Am I wrong? I'm going to say this. We, we, we talked before about legacy, right? And Shrek definitely has that legacy going for it. It, it spawned a, a franchise, mul uh, multiple spinoffs. Again, relevant to today. We have Puss in Boots that is very big in theaters right now. 
a lot of people are talking about it was nominated for best animated feature film so it has that going for it however it's had some bad you, ones in that legacy right like or like sure. some lower points at least sure yeah absolutely if you to if you were to revisit any of these two movies today finding nemo definitely holds up more so than shrek does I think Shrek was a, a perfect product of the time. But right now, my opinion, and, and quite possibly yours, it does not hold You're up correct. like it used yeah. to. Yeah. And the, the jokes were maybe the jokes were, I mean, the, Shrek was a comedy and Finding Nemo is, can be funny, but it's more than that. Yeah. Um, some of the jokes within Shrek are definitely going to age poorly. It's one of the tough things about yeah. comedies is they don't age very well. Mm-hmm. Um, references become less topical. Types of jokes get worn out. And next thing you know, something that was hot is now corny. Part right. of the legacy of Shrek with what I was talking about the memification of it is because it's so weird. And that's mm-hmm. like kind of funny. But yeah. as far as I get, if I, if I was homesick on a given day, my little test for animated movies, if I'm homesick... And just going to put something on. I want something that is palatable, appealing, lovely. Uh, like, I don't even want to say wholesome. It's not even about that. It would just be more like, what's going to make me feel good and better yeah. and, and be less of a, like, make me less miserable. Mm-hmm. This definitely passes that test for sure. And the other one yeah. isn't so much better on other counts that, that I think, I think that's how I'm going to, I'm going to do the tiebreaker here. Yeah, no, for sure. And look, I, I know there's going to be a lot of you out there who probably has Shrek very close to their heart. It, you know, your right moment, right time, all that stuff, fond memories of it. But if you're just to be objective about it, and like I said, you rewatched both movies today, I really strongly feel Finding Nemo is the better of the two. Um, same, similar like you. If I was at home sick and I only had two DVDs in my house, Shrek and Finding Nemo. You would find me reaching for the Finding Nemo DVD and popping that in to watch. Because um, it, it's just like, again, it's the feel-good type of movie, for sure. Um, over, over Shrek, uh, especially today. So congratulations, Finding Nemo. You move on to see another round. Shrek, <clears throat> you, did, you did great. You were loved. Yeah. But that'll oh. do, Donkey. That'll do. Which You're, is a ripoff of, <laughs> nice. of Babe, Pig in the City. Yeah, it, it's a, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a There's very similar many. calling, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I see the issue yeah. with Shrek. Yeah, it's not gonna. The references <laughs> aren't as hot anymore. Okay. No, uh, sorry, Shrek, your time is ogre. Oh my gosh, this guy's on a roll. All right, okay. next matchup: Wally versus Inside Out. I'll give you my yeah. Short Wally's better. Okay, sure. Like that's where I'm leaning. Are we good? We're we're in agreement here because that was lovely and special, and emotions are real. One hundred percent. Learn that. That's great. Wally is a better movie overall, and a and a tougher challenge. Inside Out was a tough challenge for like how to capture that. Mm -hmm. Wally was like there was no. Like I'd have to rewatch it. There's no dialogue. Hardly dialogue. Hardly any dialogue for most of the movie. Yeah. I remember how rare that one felt at the time yeah. and how special. And then I saw it and was like, oh, I get it. This is incredible. Yeah. Inside Out was close to that level. But no. Shout out, Wally. Yeah. No, 100% agree there. So good. We're no no big arguments yet. We'll next save them for cat- a well, Oh, yeah. There's going to there's gonna be big ones, I'm sure. Uh, next matchup, we have Big Hero 6 versus Coco. 
Now, for me, I, I give it to Coco on this one. I didn't get much of a fight. Parts of Big Hero 6 were so successful to me, and I really mm -hmm. liked that one. It hit me in the feels. Coco did, too. I cried in both of them, which is another yeah. thing this genre is really good at, is a fun, lovely time and sweet, and then you just remember, like, I used to be full of hope and optimism, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, we should be nice to each other, whatever the, <laughs> the moral of the story is. Um, for a lot of these fables, these both hit... I think overall, Coco is a more interesting movie. The yeah. the music that's there, the plot twist of it all. Like, there's a couple things about it that, I mean, personally, I would put on Big Hero Six on a given day, but I do think Coco pulls off a a, a more difficult task and is a more special uh, movie. All right. So, congratulations to Coco. Moving on to the next round. Um. Oh, this is going to be a fun one for you. Ratatouille versus Frozen. I already know where you're leaning here. I, you're going to say Ratatouille, right? <laughs> no. You're going to say Frozen over Ratatouille? That's where you're leaning. I'm asking you where you're leaning. You tell me where you're leaning. I'll tell you where I'm leaning. You lean I one would, way. I lean that we're playing chicken here, baby. Let's go. Yeah, you go first. I'd prefer. Please. I would prefer to lean more towards Ratatouille here. However, again, the type of argument you made for Frozen in the previous round still holds true to now to this round. And if you were to compare the two, I would have to say that Frozen still out trumps Ratatouille. You're choosing Frozen. I am going to be choosing Frozen for this. I'm not again. kidding you. I hate, I hate this. I was going to choose Ratatouille. I'm not kidding. Were you really? All. Why? Did we just did we just out chicken each other you, and turn you around? Didn't, and then... You didn't even finish the movie. <laughs> yeah, but so, I mean, you just told me what happened. I already know what happens. It's uh, Frozen is more annoying. Hear me out. I'm going to now go the other on both wow. of them. Watch this. <laughs> Frozen broke through to the culture, and then Frozen 2 flopped pretty badly compared to the original one. People really are annoyed you were correct in, in your take on the original Frozen. It's not actually that good. It's just that a bunch of kids liked it enough that it made enough movie and made a big enough impact. Congratulations. A lot of your cast is good. That's true for almost all of these movies. Almost everyone we look through, they've got like eight big names in there, and a lot of them are Oscar winners. And in this case, they're people who happen to originate Broadway roles. Uh, some of the Broadway roles, which were legendary and great. That doesn't necessarily mean that the animated movie that those people were in is also good, the way that the other things they did are good. <laughs> or else, obviously, the best animated movie of all time is Toy Story 4. Uh, because, uh, I don't know, what, uh, Tom Hanks, I don't know. There's going to be one of these, which is like a, a really great okay. cast. Pretend I said that Sorry, one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ratatouille. <laughs> I, have to, I have to come up with a reason why. Ratatouille hits adults and whole families more differently and special. And it's about, hear me out, it's about dreams. It's about choosing and following your passions. Uh, and Frozen, honestly, I did watch Frozen and it was kind of corny. Like, it was pretty dumb. It is corny! And there's a talking snowman, which 
Uh, there's another movie out there with the talking snowman already, the whole Frosty and Friends thing, which if we're going to talk about classic, legendary, ice-based snowman cinema animation, better than Frozen for sure. I love, how, I love how much you're backtracking on, on your argument for Frozen in the previous round, and now you're just I don't like, you know what, I just didn't at what the that end of the day, to. Frozen really sucks. <laughs> And yeah, everything good, I said before yeah. was actually a reason why it's actually bad. Like the only listen. good thing about the movie was that song, but that's not even good about it. It's just like, you yeah, know, that was listen. the thing at the time. Whereas Ratatouille gives us Rakakuni, which is going to be the 2023 Best Picture Oscar, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And seriously, I do know a lot of parents liked Frozen because their kids held a gun to their head and said, if you don't learn to love this, like it was more right. Stockholm syndrome thing. Right. Whereas a lot of people genuinely loved Ratatouille and right. it is, it is special and cute and sweet in its own really stupid way. So again, Ratatouille is ranked number three because of the average rating it has on Letterboxd. Let's take that into account. If we're playing. So let's do that. Did I just uh, win you or know did what? you win? Did you mind fuck me? Did you just wait, hold on. What is happening right now? Did you, <laughs> Chicken meat into you were gonna choose Reddit. I I, I may have. I, win the argument I may have. Again, hear me out. I win the argument for Frozen and the argument against Frozen. I'm undefeated. That, that. is talk about or a complete you me. I 180. Well, I mean, it's 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 that strategy of you know caving into the thing that I didn't want to, but then knowing that there was a better argument to be had in my favor, and I let you take lead on that. So thank you for that. So. Congratulations, Ratatouille. You moved on to yes. the next round. All right. Now, <laughs> oh, this is going to be another interesting one. Toy Story 3 versus Up. Now, here's my, my thoughts on this. You have Toy Story 3 that had one of the most emotional endings probably in all of the story, Toy Story franchise. And then you have Up that has probably one of the most emotional beginnings yeah. of every animated film. It's like the whole thing about that movie is the beginning. People are like, the first 10 minutes will fuck you up. But that's, uh, but that's the thing, too. Yeah. Up is good for that beginning. If you were to You'd go back and watch ending. Up, I'd rather have that strong, impactful ending that I will always remember. Of course. And, you know, yeah. We got Randy Newman back for Toy Story 3. Hell we yeah. Got Tim Allen, one of the great comics of all time. I'm kidding. Ooh, um, wow. <laughs> of worst, Out of all the hot takes. <laughs> one of the worst people and worst stand-up comedians. Jeez. I actually tried to listen to something the other day because I was listening to a parody of it from Tim Heidecker. And I was listening to Tim Allen. It was about five minutes. I was like, this is horrible. Anyway. Does a great it's job as well as Lightyear, which is obviously yeah. why Toy Story Three should win. No, um, I honestly, I remember the garbage truck of it all. I don't remember much else from Toy Story Three. Toy Story Four was more recent and it hit me harder. That said, I feel like we're both going Toy Story Three. What's the point of yeah. being around this year? Yeah, Toy Story Three here. I mean, Up is a great movie, but I think if you look at the rest of the movie compared to just the beginning. Toy Story 3 has a more impactful storyline uh, all throughout. So it's definitely longer lasting. So, and, and, and I think a lot of people will have that argument that Toy Story 3 is probably the best movie of the franchise. Or the other argument is Toy Story 4 being the best movie in the franchise. So still, you have two later Toy Story movies 
in that argument of being the best in the whole franchise. So I think that has a lot to say for what, you know, what what we're going up against here. So, all right. Next matchup. The Incredibles versus Soul. Hmm. Yeah. So this is an interesting yes. one. Um, I'm going to say for myself personally. Are you about I, to say what it is? What you choose? What do you mean? Yeah. You're going to say what Let's do it on the three, two, one, choose. We'll say it the Incredibles. same Incredibles. Oh, sorry. I thought you were doing it I thought you were doing it right now. God damn it, Renee. I was going to say soul either way. So, sure. Not playing chicken anymore, okay? Three, two, one, soul. Incredibles. Okay, you said it first, so I guess that wins. Stupid. Just because the characters are so fast and incredible, you... <laughs> That's what you're doing, and I and I waited. I did mine with. I was doing more jazz timing over here. All right. Okay. How are how are we going to measure this? So the Incredibles for me yeah. again. What's our it, metric it, with all these? We we maybe should have decided that before. Except these all these movies are so different. It's just going to be like there there is literally no way to judge which one is better. Except I mean, we're doing it right now. Well, again, it's our opinion, right? So this is the arguments that we would make for it. Um, Soul is a great movie. Um, and uh, again, I, I guess what will trumpet would be what we talked about. Trumpet? Before. Did you really say trumpet for the movie Soul? Okay, go ahead. I did. That's, That's, That's brilliant, right? Um, representation would be, would be I, again. It's it's you. about it's about good representation in this movie, right? I mean, it's a guy teaching music in New York. Um. And you you had like really great representation here, uh, jazz music being in the forefront, which isn't we don't see a lot of except you know a movie like La La Land, which is probably the improper representation when we talk about jazz. Um, great performances by Jamie Fox, which I thought he did a really good job as a voice here. Uh, so a great Nick's reference in the movie, which was a very hilarious uh, poke at the Knicks. So I do see that there's an argument saying that Soul would probably be the better movie over The Incredibles. I just personally, because me, The Incredibles had a very strong impact on me just for entertainment factor um, and just overall story and, and character building. Like, I love the family. The family is a great family. I love the story there. I love the, the kids. You know, I think a lot of people can relate to the feelings that these kids had, what the parents had to go through you know, getting older in life and still clamoring for the glory days and all that stuff. I think all of us kind of have uh, those moments in ourselves. Um, if we were to go into average rating overall on Letterboxd, according to th that that grouping there, The Incredibles is number seven, while Soul is number 10. So I think That's at close. the end of the day, it's pretty close. Who gets it over what? So what what would your argument be here? I mean, they're, the arguments are pretty simple for this one. It's New York City-based. It's jazz-based. And the, the representation is just kind of like some top interesting yeah. things that are like uh, uh, headliners for, for reasons. And how important that is, how behind that has been. Um, I don't want the importance of representation to 
dictate which ones should and should not be included in the future. Sadly, this shouldn't be such a big issue, and it shouldn't yeah. be one of those like, congratulations, Disney, you made a movie uh, that did something right. Um, right. That sadly has been the world we live in, and I do think that the real world needs to take those into consideration. I think we don't need to make that part of the case every time. Right now, with this versus Incredibles, this to me kind of reminds me of like the Finding Nemo. The reason why we gave it to mm-hmm. that is because the pleasantness of the movie, the rewatchability, the message. Um, if I'm homesick, I'm definitely putting on Soul. You might put on Incredibles, and, and you're not terribly mm-hmm. wrong for that one. I think it is a more entertaining action and superhero thing. That's yeah. not really my bag. And Soul also does the inside out thing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Or it takes these abstracts, human, like what is a soul thing, yeah. the way another movie does what is the emotion, uh, what are emotions. Like it does that brilliantly. And I also think the animation of Soul is more innovative than the animation for Incredibles, where there's some beautiful moments and scenes in Soul that are pretty funny at times and pretty sad and pretty like that that make you reflect on the human condition and why are we here mm-hmm. it's asking really big questions in incredibles I will, i'll give you it is definitely more entertaining with all of those f- actors we have a couple more that i'm going to throw in there's the jamie fox of it all um did an incredible job in the lead as a, a former best actor winner um uh, mm-hmm. taking on that role uh trent reznor and atticus ross and john batiste doing the movie for it was I thought fantastic. I honestly think they crushed it. Um, it was a really sweet story. Um, mm. the, answering the question, why are we here? But that man's particular story, just the human version, is really sweet also. And seeing his dreams come true, that or that whole aspect of it, chasing his dreams was lovely. And that movie came out in 2020, which is a year we am needed that... that movie like soul on a streamer like disney plus so all those reasons i'm saying soul to me takes it and it's not close i genuinely think soul is the better and more special movie okay uh how many times have you seen it so so many times i've seen it more than i've seen incredibles i'll tell you that you have for sure. How many times have you seen Incredibles? Oh my god, I can't even remember a lot. Yeah, okay. that's so sad to me. I'm sorry. I've seen them both <laughs> one time. I don't. I'm actually not a big movie rewatcher because I have such a long watch list. It's one mm-hmm. of the. Uh, there are some people who rewatch um, any movie any number of times. I had an old roommate who just put on Jurassic Park like every weekend. Uh, so that's that. That, Jurassic that Park would have been five hundred on accident. No, I for the most part like any even my favorite of these. Yeah, I can go through the list, but like there are going to be very few exceptions to that, if any, on this list. Um, mm-hmm. I I didn't even I, personally like not a spoiler like uh, Wally's like up there at least for my favorite and like that one I watched I started to rewatch and didn't get through it. So um, once I've seen a movie and absorbed it, yeah, one time for each. Okay. Um. Okay. This yeah. This is going to be a tough one here. Like, how do we come up with the, the, the winner for this one? Um, I think, mm-hmm. you know, again, I hear you say that soul, you, you're going to kill soul. I would love to see the look and the way I can't, the little child I can't, inside you dies. As you I, say can't, that. I can't speak badly for any of these two movies. 
I mean, these two movies have their merits and all that. And they're they're very well done movies. Of course, I'm going to have uh, special ties to Incredibles because of what the impact it made for me when it that came out. You had probably more of an affinity for Soul because of the time it came out and how it affected you and all that. Love I'm jazz, going... the New York City of it all. Sure, it was a yeah. cooler, better movie for sure. Uh, it, it, opinion, but yeah, uh, no. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you Soul because okay. the next matchup, I want to oh, no. have a clear winner on the next matchup. I don't know what it is because it, I don't have it on my screen. Exactly. That, but exactly. If you're asking me to not send, I can't send Soul into the great beyond just yet. So I do feel strongly. Now, I will give you this. I was very entertained by Incredibles. I mm-hmm. lo- I thought it was a lovely time. It was a fun, entertaining family. That It was actually better than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be just like some dumb, schlocky superhero crap sorry mm-hmm. for just shitting on all the things you love at the same time but um it was better than that but yeah soul is 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 more special as a film so okay. give me soul i'll give you, I'll give you soul. consideration on the next one but i, I might not fold Let's you're see. you're gonna fold because that matchup and this will move us into the next round can't wait and kanto versus spider-man into the spider-verse oh I'll love to give you this one. I don't want to have to make that decision. Go yes. for it. Spider Man. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there so we that's go. That's a tough one. There's a few I would I wish happens like same in sports and everywhere else. Like I wish that Spider Verse had knocked out somebody else, but that's gonna be a tough right. one to defeat. We already know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that anyway, yeah. That's gonna be one of the the clear cut front runners, I think, in this overall tournament that we're having here. So Wallace and Gromit, dude. Until <laughs> which didn't even make it past the first round. Wait, what? <laughs> what you forgot already? <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, speaking of the next round, so here we go. We are now How many are in, we down uh, to? We are down to eight. Okay. Semi so, finals. Quarterfinals, yes. those are called. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> so the first matchup we have here. Spirit away. Well, you might, what, what? since we're at the, that, like, basically halfway mark, can you read through yeah. one through eight real quick? We'll just rattle sure. them off so we know what's where, who's where, what. Absolutely. So, who we have here in the next round, round three, we have Spirited Away, Finding Nemo, Wally, Coco, Ratatouille, Toy Story 3, Soul, and Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. So, going back. I just, I just opened a whole betting line on this, and I'm putting a lot of money on <laughs> nice. Ratatouille for no good reason. Nice. It's all because of everything, everywhere, all at once. I have a feeling. <laughs> um, so, the matchup we have here on top is Spirit Away versus Finding Nemo. So, I'm gonna, you're going to surprise me with my argument here. I love, I love Spirited Away. What the fuck? All right, do. I was about to say Spirited Away. Wait, Jeez. hold on. Just hear me out. Hear me out. How do we keep flipping? Okay, that's actually a good sign uh, if we if we are doing that. That means it actually is a toughie. Okay. Yeah, it, it is a tough. It is a, it's a tough matchup. I love I, Spirited Away to death. I really do. However, if you were to talk about rewatchability and being able to watch something, let's say you're down, you just want something to pop in. I'd probably 
nine times out of ten, she's fighting Nemo over Spirited Away each time. Because again, heartfelt, fun, entertaining movie. Spirited Away is very serious. You know, very well done. But it's definitely more of a serious type of movie. And it's not something I could always watch over and over again. Um, I've seen it maybe twice. You know, compared to the numerous amounts of times I saw Finding Nemo. So I think for, for that, Finding Nemo would trump this, in my opinion. Even though Spirited Away is stronger as far as filmmaking. Filmmaking is concerned. Is there dissimilar to the conversation we just had about Finding Nemo versus Shrek? To me, Spirited Away is, yes, better. The filmmaking of it all. Mm-hmm. The Ghibli. Do you, Ghibli? 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 Ghibli. Ghibli? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I obviously am a huge fan. <laughs> Saw Spirited Away literally last night. I don't know what like the moral of that movie was. If it was less chaotic... I think it would hit better. I know that there are iconic characters and scenes and images and that that is like one of the most popular movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to, sure okay. If you want to like nerd, a... just, com- just clicked the X mark. So hear us out. Is you, the best wait, wait, before, before you continue, Spirited Away, if you want like a good like meaning behind it all, Spirited Away is kind of like, um, it, the, the manifestation of like fears and anxieties that the the girl is going through, that the female character is going through. So that's basically the overall subject matter of what's happening in that movie. So again, if someone can relate to that, that's going to be a very big movie for you. Is that why I thought nothing happened? Because I have such bad anxiety. I was like, yeah, this Maybe. is a Tuesday. <laughs> it's like a Seinfeld of the animated, animated yeah. movies. Okay. Um, fascinating so uh yeah uh, i'm 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 good with your with your decision uh, overall we both agree yes Ugh. so we're going miyazaki with finding nemo Lover. on this one yeah miyazaki lovers you're right it is the better movie we're wrong finding nemo is the one that gets to advance and the world isn't fair and that's what the movie spirited away taught me uh and <laughs> finding nemo taught me uh, about resilience and that's what Finding Nemo has right now moving forward. Not only the rewatchability, which was the exact case I made about it earlier for the record, but also like I'm not I'm not gonna I can't shit on Spirited Away. No, you I mean you can't. I mean I wouldn't. I just I'm worried because the, the, the comment section will get real brutal real fast. That's fine. You Look, know, I did again. a rant earlier about how terrible of a movie it was, right? I think I know. Maybe yeah. I kind of blacked out. Why a is everyone bit. so painted? <laughs> an insane take. Um uh, con- congratulations on your really cool f- collection of flip books, Miyazaki. That's really cool. You spent a lot of time with a little like a little post-it note pad. So oh wow the pictures move fast um oh my god Nemo is to me overall like a whole picture it's it's better uh at the very least rewatchability okay let's just say finding Nemo moves on to the more next tranquil one. the other one's more anxious I don't want to rewatch it you're right it was the rewatchability thing the whole time <laughs> yeah all right next next matchup we have here is Wally versus Coco really are you doing yes. this to me, man? 
I'm I mean, sorry. You have to choose. This this is this is okay. where we are. This is what I want you to imagine is you're in another Disney property uh, mm-hmm. for the Infinity Stone, I think it's called, and you mm-hmm. have to sacrifice either Coco the character or Wally the character who you got. Not the actual like. There's not like a real person. It's just like an yeah, sure. character that's like doesn't yeah. have a soul. But, like you had to watch one just bye 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 forever. I'm having a harder time dropping Wally. I have so much affection and love for the little no, guy. No, me too. Yeah, you know me what? too. So, I did. Okay, we made it. All, we're gonna keep making arguments on why one's better than the other one, and we're gonna yeah. flip in some ways. And a thing they were like, I was really great for these reasons. In some ways, those might not transcend around three, four, five. Me, Coco was amazing. I loved it. It made me cry. It was entertaining. There were some moments, especially near the end, like the fight scenes, and I feel like the ending was rushed. The twist happened, and then there was a lot of movie after that, and there's like a chase scene and the train, and like it was, it went more into like corny territory rather than like mm-hmm. a transcendently great animated movie. Um, so in that, it like has too, too much in co- like. There were some things about it that were special and unique and never been done before. There are parts of it that were, uh, had been done before and were, it's parts of it honestly felt phoned in to me. I don't know if you got that vibe. Whereas Wally is a once in a lifetime type masterpiece of a, of a movie. Yeah. Basically what you're saying, and I totally agree with this is that Coco fell into some typical animated tropes and, and yeah. story tropes that we we've seen in other animated movies. Um, yeah. not to take away anything from it cause it's still a great movie, but, if we were, if we had to, since we are putting it up with Wally, Wally is definitely the the stronger of the two as far as story is concerned. Not to take anything away from it, but uh, it's worse yeah. and it has to leave now. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Wally. Congratulations. All right. we're well, bye bye, Coco. Nothing bad will ever happen to you, Wally. Don't worry. No, no, nothing at all. All right. Next one, Blake's new favorite, Ratatouille, versus oh, Toy Story Three. All. Time better than Godfather. <laughs> uh, we're both gonna say on the count of three, one, two, Toy Story, Story three. three. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's not even close yeah. at this point. No, not even it's close. The Ratatouille is rated so high on Letterbox. I don't. Do you know why? Again, I think I think it's a story that really gels more with adults. To be honest with you, you like I feel like if you if you were since this is especially this is the Letterbox crowd we're talking about. I can totally yeah. see them falling in love with Ratatouille for sure. Um, and it, once yeah, you get to so that many of moment, them gave you'll up see on their it. dreams and spent too much time <laughs> on a movie app, and they related to the main. Okay, got it. Yeah. Well, it's the same. I think the same argument that can be had while why a lot of people love Fablements. It's because of the creative aspects aspect of it, right? Being okay. a creator and all that. I think okay. it's kind of similar vein to that. I get that. Okay. Yeah. There's a few of these movies here that, like, uh, it's almost like the different animated movies can often fall into a similar, like, what kind of message is it? Yeah. Is it family mm-hmm. is important, community is important, you you are important, your dreams are important, right? The future, whatever. Um, this is one of those. The dreams are important, and the create the ones that are about creativity too. Okay. Sorry, Ratatouille. Yeah. Um, you were creative while you lasted. Yeah. So, last one in this round. Blake's other new favorite movie, Soul, versus Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I fucking hate you. I hate you. Uh, abstain. Yes, I abstain. I know you're what you're going to pick. And Spider-Man. honestly, I think I pick it too. Yeah. yeah. I, it's a more dynamic movie, and it does m- yeah. different things better, and it is more innovative. I think we both yeah. know that that's why that movie 
beats out, even though Soul is so damn amazing. In the great case I made earlier, all that's still true, and yet Spider-Verse has a lot of those same characteristics. It is a very special yeah. and great film, and yet it did some brand new Earth, sh- you know, anime animated shattering things. So No, absolutely. All right. Final four. Here we go. First matchup, Finding Nemo versus Wally. One, two, three, Wally. Wally. Yeah. <laughs> Wally. yeah. Again, not to take anything great away. You just got oh, yeah. me. You were lovely. We talked about how lovely you are. You're so lovely. Um, now go it's back. so rewatchable. So yes, rewatchable. So, re- so yeah. rewatchable. We all say you're the yeah. most rewatchable. We love you. You're fantastic. Absolutely. Honestly, if I did choose one to put on, I might even choose Nemo. Like, let's just say there's like babysitting my nephew. I might put on Nemo instead of Wally. Like, Wally is a more niche movie in some ways. It can um, be. Yeah. And more artful. I, I know that there was, I forgot what age, but it was like my nephew was at a certain age. I was like, I think they're ready for Wally, but they might not be, and it might be a rough one. So sure. maybe next year. Um, yeah. That said, it, it's to me. Uh, I think Nemo still wins the rewatchability factor, but uh, Wally wins the like legacy special. You did a more difficult thing. Right now, here's my here's my. Well, we could do this real quick. What if Spirited Away moved on to this round, and you pit Spirited Away versus Wally? Again, we're going to be talking about like filmmaking and story, right? Would that would that be a closer competition, or is it still Wally, hands down? So what's wrong with you, man? Why are you doing this to me? You're making up new ones that we don't have to do. No, I'm just this saying. This is fucked just... up, dude. This is sick. I'm tired of it. We're we're near the end, and now you throw in a new one that we don't even have to discuss. This is really difficult. These are like cherished properties. <laughs> I know. I know I said I hate animated movies. These are some of the most cherished movies. Of I love, movies I love, well. I love that I'm getting this out of you. This is the best. I love this. I've cried at every movie left for sure. And I am also pretty sure my dad and brother and nephews have all cried at these movies. If they, it, whole family's fucking either weeping, like feeling all types of things that we're not ready for. <laughs> animated movies are special in the way that they can. <sighs> do things and unlock things that a regular movie just can't they disarm us right. they bring us into a childlike state of wonder and amazement and they uh unlock and unravel parts of ourselves and it's beautiful there's a magic animated mm-hmm. cinema and um now i'm about to wax poetically about that there we go minutes, unless you stop me which one did you want me to kill again you want me to never mind who? we, we can you. move on from here yeah I, I still you. think i still think wally would have <laughs> like beat it out but all right i feel like it, yeah so, this matchup, Toy Story 3 versus Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I know which way we're going. I think I know yeah. I don't want to play chicken with you. We're going to say Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. I know. Now I know what the final matchup is, and I'm oh, yeah. freaking out. Yeah. And it, again, Can't, it's... Dude. You know, this is this reminds me of, like, the, the mid-90s when Jordan was on the Bulls. Sure. It's like... You have this clear-cut, you know, superstar and team that could not be beat, even though you had a lot of great other teams along the along the mix. And I think Spider-Man represents the Jordan Bulls of the '90s against this field it's of cleaning up. 
Yeah, it's just cleaning up. So, for the final. Soul is one of my favorites here, and it just it wasn't much of a debate. We just said it at the same, yeah. same time. Okay. So, for the final, we have Wally versus Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I already know my pick here. So, what do you have to say? I, well, okay, so, uh, so, okay, so, <laughs> if you're on the podcast, sorry, the, so the way it, uh, uh, hold on, no, so between these two, uh, of the all, so the, the reason why I would have to, to no, hold on, 100%, zero, 0%, no, okay. <laughs> um, I, the only thing I know for sure, no, I don't, I can't say if I could between the two choosing the, have, having to choose between the two. Oh my God, this the, is, this is amazing. Them, you're, you're actually seeing, between, uh, you're, Blake you're having a meltdown. He's having a, a complete two meltdown right now. I see the sparks options. like flying and out of his I, brain. But if they're both smoke perfect, out of the ears, there's nothing wrong with them. I, I've they're, never seen Blake struggle of, so hard before. We'd have it to come up with new factors amazing. that we haven't even considered before. I think his his brain is breaking. Right so now. recency, he might be melting in front of our eyes. Is the reason? Yeah. Why? Okay. No. That's, I, yeah. Brain cells are literally spilling out of his nose and, and dripping down. It is. It's quite a feat. To see this happening right now and i think he might be developing an aneurysm that um I, I won't be surprised if we see a blood clot forming somewhere or maybe his eyes will turn red because blood vessels are going to just start popping it's like taking a very strong dump <laughs> wally, wally really Wally Singramit, maybe. <laughs> Wally Singramit is not here. You had your chance, and you Wally. blew it. Fine, Wally. You're gonna choose Wally over huh? Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And and, and what is and what is your okay? If no, you're giving me just one you, reason, I'm one gonna reason. ask you: Do you really want to put me through what I just went through again? Just one reason. Sick. When will it stop? Just one reason. One reason why you choose Wally over Spider-Man. There's only one reason. What? And that is? Recency bias. (laughs) What? That's it. That's all. You asked for one reason. I'm giving you one reason. Recency bias. (laughs) Recency bias. Spider-Verse in whatever, 15. When when was Wally? Oh, seven. Uh, Wally was back in um, 2008. Wally so far has stood a 15-year test of time versus Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse has stood a three-year. And there's about to be a sequel. I hope it's amazing. I don't know if that will be the case. The legacy for Spider-Verse is written it takes more risks 
in some ways than Wally does. Both of them are break the genre. Both movies that will permanently have an impact. Like right now, we're watching the Oscar nominated, um, Oscar nominated animated films, and like Puss in Boots, Last Wish owes something. Mm-hmm. The Spider Verse, uh, Mitchell's vs. the Machine owes something to Spider Verse. I think every animated movie owes something. Will owe something to Spider Verse moving forward. Sure. I know that it's a special movie. We don't really know that to be the case. We don't know what its legacy is. I know that it's at times times schlockier um, and cuter. And those aren't always like the cuter. Like it's not really a bad thing in in this genre and the characters. Like it is, that is part of what makes it special. But if I'm going to go with the most unimpeachable best. Of them, and that's what you're asking me. I have to. I have yeah. to go with Wally. It's the more perfect movie to me overall. Okay. It it does less, and is just as successful, and it doesn't have as many missteps, and it has a longer, uh, a a, a more pristine legacy. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling, and now I would love to be wrong. I hope I am. I have a feeling. It's like we were talking about with some a bunch of these movies today. There's a lot of spinoffs and IP um, sequels. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always age well. And I, my gut says, if I'm just looking for anything, which you saw me go on the fritz, if I'm looking for anything, it'd be like recency bias um, versus legacy. And which one is the more perfect one. Now that said, honestly, here's what I would give it to you on for Spider-Verse. It took more risks and it yeah. did something that was more difficult. The only reason why I would still give that to Wally is Wally also took risks and did something difficult, but it did less. And and had a very successful outcome. Not just like the awards of it or how how people loved it so much, but like it was a very moving movie with a smaller palette. And to me, that is, while it took less risk, sure, it did that is the more difficult challenge. So for that reason, Wally, you can't take it away. We're at the end now. You can say whatever you want next. And no matter what, Wally will be my choice for the best of all these movies. Okay. Um, Don't tell Miles Morales. Hate to say it. But I actually agree with you. Get out. Really? I'm I'm dead serious. Yeah. I okay. I love Spider Man into the Spider Man. Me too. Oh oh no, I love it. Yeah. Great You're in the comments story. right now saying I hate it. I don't. I love it. No 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 no. You're not so saying much. you hate it. Yeah. You said you hated it because you said Wally's better. Wait a Us, minute. What? Everyone go to I the comments not, and no. be like, Renee's wrong. He said Wally's better. No, no. no. Right I did now. not I I did not say that. No, 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 no. That's not true. No. Wally, for a lot of the same reasons that you said, has a brilliant story, does a lot more with very little, no dialogue, very, you know, everything is related and based off of a robot, you know, who doesn't do a lot, can't really communicate, has a great moment with another robot that they meet. It's a romance story. It's a love story. It's a... Uh, wanting to belong type of story it has a lot of that stuff going for itself. 
a, a nice little take on humanity and society and where that's going and a lot of things that we can relate to there and all that stuff like that. It is a story that so far stands the test of time as far as every time you watch it, you remember why you love it so much. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has a lot of that going for it too. However, I feel like the more times you watch Spider-Man, the more it kind of wears thin in certain parts. And, a little more novelty. Yeah. Yeah, a little so bit more there's novelty. There's some gimmicks and tricks happening, which are amazing and groundbreaking. I'm not trying to take it away. Yeah. It is... Okay, I see. I've only watched it the one time, but I can definitely see that effect happening. Yeah. It, it's, it's the same argument I can give for Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, yeah. when that movie first came out, I thought it was the best thing I've seen ever in my entire life. But I, I realized later on that a lot of that has to do with the nostalgic factor of the reveal of the other Spider-Men that get introduced. You know, you have Tobey Maguire, you have Andrew Garfield coming back and all that. Once that's already been established and you know that's there, the more times you watch that movie, the more you're like, you know, was this really a good movie or was I just like really banking on the whole fact of the nostalgia? Uh, you know, And you I mean? got caught up in the moment kind of like... Oh, I think we all did. I think a lot of people Of course. Did. Yeah, that's a great point on rewatching certain movies, which we've talked yeah. about with different ones. Is what your experience is in the theater can really shape how you if mm-hmm. you think the movie is great. The yeah. one where you're sitting there going, "Whoa, you blew my mind!" Through it's like one reason why I have a hard time watch rewatching horror movies. Mm-hmm. Never going to be as effective the next time. And comedies, there's some exceptions, but a lot of them don't age sure. very well, or at least the joke isn't as funny. It doesn't hit as hard as that first time you watched it on the all night with all your friends. Right. I could see the surprise and i'm i'm saying novelty that's the negative word for it but it was innovative uh, and groundbreaking what spider-verse did but that is becomes less exciting as it becomes absorbed into uh, you know like that is that is what happened it's it hits doesn't hit as hard and at some point that'll that level of innovation in animated movies could become the norm it's one of the beautiful things about this genre yeah and and we're going to see it again with the sequel coming out. You know, they're they're still going to explore like the great animation style. We're going to get introduced to a lot of new characters once again and all that stuff like that. So who knows? The next movie that we get may be even better than the, the, the previous one. And then who knows? Ten years from now, we could be having the same type of tournament and we could have a different result altogether. But I think what you said, it, it's pretty much the same type of mindset that I had was that Wally, a movie that came out in 2008, I can watch it today and still fall in love with it the same exact way as I fell in love with it back then. Spider-Man is a Spider-Verse. If you give it 10 more years, will you have that same feeling of it later on that you did now, right? And I don't know if that's easily that you could say that or not. Um, Maybe it's one of those movies where it's too early. It's still young and it's a kind of a history within the industry, within movie fandom or whatever, or animated movie fandom or whatever the case is. But it's, again, we're not saying it's not a good movie. There's a reason why it's going toe-to-toe at the finals here yeah. with Wally. But I think as far as longevity, rewatchability, you know, emotion, storytelling, characters, all that kind of stuff like that, Wally is probably, is for me, the clear-cut winner in this in this tournament today. So. I'm about to go rewatch Wally, apparently, because... I was going to go through and be like, okay, now that that's our winner, what about against the greatest of all time? If we go to Letterboxd top all time, not just the Oscar winners of this mm-hmm. category that's only been around in so many years, Spirited Away is number one all-time animated movie. 
Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is number two all time. And again, we're not saying this movie isn't good. I, I'm yeah. not mad about that at all. Yeah. Uh, we've then got some other Perfect Blue. Uh, the grave, oh, I know Perfect Blue. Uh, grave of the Fireflies. Oh, Grave of the okay. Fireflies. Oh, my God. Princess Mononoke, Howl's Movie Castle, a lot of um, Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Okay, just say, let me know if I'm saying wrong. Yeah, um, the, the, Don Hertzfeld, It's Such a Beautiful Day. Then Puss in Boots, Last Wish. Like Marcel really? the Shell, Fantastic Mr. Fox. This is a very interesting list. That is interesting. Um, yeah. With a lot of Miyazaki. Um, but of the... <laughs> I, I I love that Wally isn't even on here. That That tells us how much room there is for debate. But... Of the top 250 of all movies, not just animated, mm-hmm. there are only one, two, three, four, five. There are only 20 that are animated of all Letterboxd all top time. rated yeah. 250 movies. Uh, and uh, Ratatouille comes in at number 18. <laughs> and they're really? dead fucking wrong for that one. Yeah. That's so wow. funny. But then again, you, you are talking about the Letterbox audience. And the Letterbox audience does kind of again, go more into like the film, you know, the cinephiles, the the ones who are really focused on great storytelling, unique storytelling, all that stuff. The, I, I feel like the majority of people in Letterboxd are not huge Disney people, maybe for the most part. Um, I could see how Miyazaki films would be the top go-getter as far as animated is concerned, which uh, a lot of the things that you read there, it's all uh, pretty much Miyazaki. There are more <laughs> that are a little deeper of those 20, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'll say, so like um, Coco is the 20th one down on the top all time at number 236 of all movies. Wow. There's some recency bias happening here, too. Oh, for, for sure, sure. yeah. Like, like, and that happens on Letterboxd. It's new. Everyone goes to yeah. see it. The people who go to see it the opening weekend are going to love it more. And there will just be more of that to where over time people more critical looks at it, which is yeah. what we're trying to factor in for Wally. But course. that said, Coco's got a 4.2, uh, which isn't very far behind um, Spider Verse, which has a 4.4. And fucking Wally has a 4.1. Like, these are all it's in all that close. upper echelon yeah. of great movies all time. Yeah. And, and again, a lot of what we just did through right now is our opinions, how we feel about it and all that, even though Blake is, is good with the double talk and like backtracking on some of the arguments he's made like in previous rounds for other movies and all that stuff like that. I am not but... left-handed. <laughs> if you're, if but... you're coming in from the Spider-Verse and watching this 50 years in the future, let us know how did this take age? Are we wrong? Does Spider-Verse hold up? Yeah, the fact that recency bias was one of the bigger things, and the rewatchability one is is interesting because, like, that's that's how you know where we were at a razor's edge there between the two. No, for sure. And and again, you know, we're not, we, all of these movies have their place in 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 you know the the ratings and the loves in the hearts of all of us. We all have the great thing about movies in general is because you know it affects everyone differently. What we have here and what we just went through could be very different if you did it yourself. But, you know, this leads to great art, like, you know, conversations, debates, whatever the case is. Let us know, again, all your thoughts and comments about who the overall winner is here. Wally, do you agree? Do you disagree? What were some of the things that you thought were missteps along the way that we went through just now? We would love to hear all your thoughts and opinions on it. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. And again, if we're doing this, Later on, it, for our best picture, March Madness, this oh is going to be oh God. <laughs> one hell of a tournament. Oh, no. Uh, so we, we gear like up. I don't this type of movie very much compared to the yeah. other ones. Oh, just God. gear up, 
get ready. That's going to be a blast. But that has been this episode of Movie Time. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us with all of this fun stuff. Again, if you haven't done so already, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you can get notified every time a new episode is uploaded. Audio listeners, again, we love you very much. Thank you so much for listening. If you want an audio version of this, you can find it on your podcast platform of choice just under the Loki channel there. And before we close it out for sure, Blake, where can people find you online? You can find me on letterboxd.com with the username last name wolf, all one word, last name wolf. And that's where uh, you can see me go back through all these movies and change my ratings because I've just had to rethink them and my entire life. So thank you so much for this opportunity, Renee. My pleasure. I'm glad we were able to go through <laughs> this type of exercise and torture and all that. It was, but as for, it, was cool. it was great. Yeah. Uh, as for me, again, all the handles on the screen there, Loki Geek, Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube here on this channel. Really, really enjoyed having this discussion with my boy here and loved having you as part of that discussion as well. Stay cool, stay classy, stay safe, stay sane. All that good stuff. Be good. We'll see you next time. Peace out, everybody.